of a Modern Hoops podcast to show the freshest opinions and views on the world's most beautiful game. I'm your host, Greg. I'm here with the homies, Brian, TK, Leek. Got my boy Keith on the mix, boys. How we feeling? Feeling good, baby. We back at it. Sunday, not Saturday. I'm feeling good. And it's the 10th podcast, baby. We made Yay, it. Oh, 10th we podcast. We had it. We had it. All eyes on us like media day. Y'all going to get the coverage. You're, um, we ain't going to jump on media day first because Bleach Report dropped one of the most janky lists ever. And who's better to say anything about a janky list? Because I came out with a wild two guard one. Um, what was your reaction to their list? Uh, their list was like I said, it's about as janky as your shooting guard list. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, this is what a list looks like when it's only based on numbers, no context, no real basketball knowledge, just pure put numbers in a computer and what it spews out. This is what you get. So y'all two, Lee and Tamon, can never tell me. I just look at numbers ever again. Because my list would never, ever, ever look like this. Get that out of the way. But biggest things, a lot of people got mad. Kobe's at 14. Steph Curry's ahead of him at 10. That was a whole big conversation. Yep. Allen Iverson's not on the list. Tracy McGrady's not on the list. Um, my big thing, how did David Robinson end up at 12 over top of people that literally dominated him his whole career, such as Hakeem? Yep. That makes no sense whatsoever. This list makes doesn't, just doesn't make sense in any basketball sense. It just doesn't. I don't know what computer they used either because I don't think that makes sense either. And I don't even know if it's all numbers-based. Like, wouldn't they add in accomplishments? Would they add in, I don't know, rings and all-NBAs? I, I mean, it was wild. It was wild. And one of the things that I've heard from it is that we've looked at the older players, and we put them in these lists maybe too high, not taking into account that they were probably less skilled, but they played so well in their era. Um, and I'm not sure how to, you know, kind of communicate that or how, how anybody – how do y'all feel about that, rather? I mean, it's a balance. I understand that the older generation was there to lay down the groundwork and the blueprint, and we have to respect what they did in their heyday, and we can all come to an agreement right now that the average hooper in 2019 is – a thousand times better than the average hooper in 1979. Yeah. So the game has evolved in that way to where it's super skilled from a young age. And we have people like Monte Ellis, if you could throw him into a time machine with torch 50 years ago or whatever. But that's right. not what these lists are about. They are a combination between their individual skill and talent as a basketball player, their accomplishments during their time. So there has to be a balance in which we can rate them at the fairest level possible yeah and understand that like yeah Shaq would fry a whole lot of the bigs from the 70s or whatever right but there's different time periods but what really killed me on this is when I was looking at the list I don't even think they took postseason into account it just seemed like a whole lot of regular season things that was uh that were mentioned and accomplished and I don't this this is yeah this is I'm gonna have to agree with Brian. This is just all numbers. Yeah, and I, and I all, and not even like the numbers that equated to winning or at least showed that you win. It was numbers like the David Robinson thing is really eye opening. Twelve. And not to say David Robinson is not a great player. He Most clearly definitely. was. Most definitely. But to rank him ahead of guys like Hakeem, Bean. who literally dominated him his entire career. Put him ahead of Kobe, who has more titles, average more points. It's, I don't get it. Like, something about this list just doesn't feel right in my soul. 
it just shows <laughs> it just shows what basketball looks like when you put it in the terms of a report card or a spreadsheet or just reading numbers. Um, you can look, and we were just talking about it before the pod even came on. There's certain numbers you can look at a dude's assist, but that doesn't show the type of offensive scheme that they're playing. Right. Um, the players that are around him that might allow him to make that assist. So. Like I said, I don't I don't pay attention to anything. I think I was done with ESPN rankings a few years ago when they had put like Robert Covington over Melo. Um, <laughs> mind you, everybody was up in arms about that. Melo actually did show later that year, yeah, that Cove might be better than him. But even still, a lot of these guys, at the end of the day, they get paid when we read their articles. So some of these rankings, that so, does. So not, are are you saying this is this is more clickbait? I think than- I think a lot. I think everything we see on Twitter is clickbait. To some extent, mm. unless it's something blatant, like you know somebody you know blatantly played bad, or something like Jordan is the best guy to ever touch the rock, like those are pretty much okay. Like that's understood, but I think everything else in between is clickbait. So I mean, I guess that begs the question: is like when you put together these type of lists, the only way you are gonna get people to read it is to make a statement of some sort. If you just put together a list that was like very obviously. Like to me, their top five is pretty solid. It's you could debate the order. Some people will, some people won't. But the top five is pretty solid. It's Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Bird. That's about a solid top five you can get. You talking about all time players? Mm-hmm. I don't see many people arguing that. But then, like I said, it's when you start to move further down the list where people start getting into the discussions, into the debates. So when you make these lists, if you're talking about just making it to spark a debate or to be contrarian. I mean, I guess they did their job. Right. But and I guess, I don't know. I guess what I'm asking is, is that, I mean, I guess it is, is it necessary if, you, if you're looking for a dollar, I guess it's necessary. If you're getting paid by the click and you know, how many times somebody opened this article up to, you know, dispute it and do what we're about to do and just kind of go into it, then I guess so. I mean, I guess it's necessary. But I guess I'm having an issue with the list because I'm like, all right. I love Steph, and I think Steph can be the best point guard of all time. If, if if some things shake out, I think he can be the best point guard of all time. I'm there with you. But he ain't top 10 all time yet. Like, all time, player, all time, I'm sorry. And he's done a lot for the game in terms of this era and how it shifted. And we recognize him as a trailblazer in that regard. But he ain't top 10 all time yet. And he's not higher than Kobe. Factual. And I'm, I'm sorry, like... I saw a few names, and I was like, hey, this is just off the wall. And then they had guys that, granted, I never, who was Dolph Shays? Oh, Dolph Shays, he was a player back in the 60s. Uh, God, I forgot who he played for. That's how bad it Here's is. Here's the funny part about him. They couldn't do his plus, so, of course, this is supposed to be a stat list, and you're supposed to have a formula I mean, they don't have the numbers from they back don't have then. The, they have no net rating swing. They, 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 just have got no, the, they just got the raw numbers. I'm like. Just basic raw numbers from like, you can't take numbers out of a formula and expect it to still equal the same as the rest of them. Like, so going back to what um Taman said earlier, and like I said, it's always hard to do these type of lists, especially in basketball where the game has changed so much. I know it's changed yeah. a lot in football as well, but when you talk about basketball, the game has changed so much from what it used to be to what it is now. When you talk about these older players, I always tell people whenever I look and I rank players all time, I always do it in this context. I put them in this, like I said, Tomas said, put people in a time machine. What I do is I say, okay, if I were to take a player. Bird in no sense of a name 
is undersized than anything. I didn't say he was undersized. I so just why, said, why, I'm is talking he, about why is in he terms a better of play Draymond? Style. I'm talking about play style. He would play Draymond like Draymond. can't shoot. I said he would be times 10 what Draymond Don't is. Don't put him in Draymond's category. Times 10. What I, Draymond does is what Larry Bird would do Bird's not, to the Bird was never effect. like a defensive stopper. He made all defensive team. But he still, you talk, so you're, no. He would be Draymond times 10. I don't That's see, all I, I don't said. see how. So he'd be a third option? No. I said times 10. If you magnify Draymond's ability, times 10 made him a much better shooter, much better passer, much better ball handler. If he you, would be Larry if Bird. you take a lot of guys and make them a much better so shooter, point, passer, and handler, they'd be a better, they'd be Michael Jordan at that point. Like, that's that was that might have been the worst thing you said in these ten pods. If you say so, <laughs> like what Draymond Green does is what Larry Bird would be doing to a much better level. That's my only point. Draymond can't shoot though, so don't, I, that's don't why I said times point. ten. Don't, times don't, ten. Don't put Draymond and Bird in the same sentence. Times that, ten. That, anyway, that was whatever. horrible. Anyway, like I said, you can't picture Larry Bird catching the ball on the move, making the same passes Draymond Green's make, but also being able to spot up and shoot at a ridiculous rate. I don't see, like, they're going to do the same things on the court. Larry Bird is going to be a 3-4 mismatch. He, if he gets a big guy on him, he's going to blow past him. If he gets a little guy on him, he's so going to post him So Draymond is just like a worse version of Larry Bird? In this NBA, to... he is. Like, if he was back in the 80s, no, he wouldn't be anything like Larry Bird because he can't post, he can't ISO, can't shoot like Larry Bird. But in this NBA, what Draymond does is what Larry Bird would be doing right now. He's just Larry Bird would just do it at a much better no, level. No, no, no. You can't. Because what, what, would, Larry Bird, what NBA, would Larry Bird be doing right now in the NBA? What would he? Be he doing? would still be knocking down shots. Oh, probably would be somebody's number one option I, if okay, we're still keeping I, I it real. He'd be the number one option. If Draymond, Green, if Draymond Green could shoot, he'd be a number one option. That's my point. A lot of guys could do more. If, if Kyle Lowry was an inch or two taller and had way more bounce and didn't fold before guys like Kawhi Leonard came, then he's better than I Derrick see, Rose. But this but is what happens when we talk about these hypotheticals. My mom used to always say, if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And granted, that's, I agree with that. I agree with that, no lie. But I think the the I guess the issue with this conversation is understanding that I don't know. You can it's it's not fair to drop a eighties or seventies player into this era where the game has evolved and you don't and they don't come up with the context of the game. Like that that's not fair in a sense. That's that's, that's the my, only that's thing. Point. I'm not saying I'm not saying we drop Certain guys, because just even pulling up Bird right now, like give the man his respect because for his career, he no, averaged, no, he averaged, he averaged he's 50 average. He's one of my top three players. You, disrespect, you disrespected him by putting That's not Draymond in, in the him. same Dray- He said Draymond Green times 10. So, like, like times he 10. He doesn't want to hear the Draymond name associated with <laughs> Like, that is with super birds duper. How is that? Su- so, if you magnify Draymond's numbers times 10, that means Larry Bird is averaging 30, no. 15, and 12. Draymond. That's what he'd be averaging just times don't, 10. Don't, don't say if Draymond did. If, if Draymond cut a little bit of weight, lost an inch, he'd be 6'6", six, six, make him a little skinny, give him dumb bounce and everything that Jordan had. Yeah. He'd be Jordan <laughs> at that point in time. That's not, like, but that's not anything I said. That's I simply dumb. said play style. Only thing I said was play style. If Larry Bird grew up in this era, he would play like Draymond Green no, at a much better level. That's not even a good comparison. Why not? Because for one, like Draymond, like Bird's the type of guy he's gonna catch on the wing. He's gonna look towards how am I gonna score on this guy. Draymond does not even look to score everybody, first. Huh? Okay, but Larry Bird is still a phenomenal. Ooh, I was so close. Phenomenal passer. 
phenomenal. Anybody that watched Larry Bird goes, yes. No, he was one of the best passers yes. to ever live. So if you put Larry Bird in Golden State's offense, he would be making the exact same passes much better than Draymond Green. But he would also be stretching the 30. floor. Yes. Times 10. He's Draymond times 10. That's my point. Don't you disrespect Larry Bird by just saying. Look, all, all, all I, I know is you disrespect somebody that's saying that's they're going to average 30, 15, and 12. You just, How's that disrespectful? Because you put him in the same sentence as one of the most, as one of the guys I was just ranked top two overrated. <laughs> that's, he wasn't top two. He's tied he was tied number one. The mo- you just put one of the greatest guys to ever touch oh, a rock in said, the same sentence style. as in the most overrated dude style. in the league. So, <laughs> so, never mind. so I guess one of the, <laughs> I guess if I was to, I guess quantify in terms of who Larry Bird would play like, and I've told you guys this before. I said it would look more like Kevin Durant. I didn't even like it when you said that, bro. I said it would look more Durant. like Kevin Durant. Play like this, bro. If I feel like super Kevin it Durant, would be, like, it would be. If I like, had who are you to take more comfortable guess? with? Who are you more comfortable with saying he played like someone in today's game? Who who would it be? Because I say it would look more like Kevin Durant. And the reason why I say not Durant. Because you can't make you can't say Something if we hard. if we just made Bird seven one. We're not saying make no, 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 him seven no, no. one. Play style. We're simply just, mentioning just off play, play style. style. Just off. You're so caught up in the physical aspects. Simply in terms of what they are going to do on the court, Larry Bird is going to either play like Kevin Durant, where he's going to be the super efficient. Oh my god, he's going to play like Kevin Durant or Draymond. <laughs> I said he's either. I said either or. He's either going to play like Kevin Durant, or I think he would play more like Draymond, where he's going to be this guy who literally does. Everything. 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 25 to 30 points. That's what Larry Bird would be like. That sounds like Bron. So Bird just got to work on his... He would do it differently than LeBron, though. LeBron's going to dominate the ball more. Larry Bird's not going to dominate the ball. He's going to catch it, hit it up the court quick. He's going to catch it on the move. Bird's going for 28, 11, and 10, and he's not touching a rock. You heard it here first. I didn't say not touch the rock. I said not dominate the ball. Those are two different things. Steph Curry averages 27 points, but he doesn't dominate the ball. There's two different things. Do not misconstrue my argument. I mean, yeah, but Steph Curry is the greatest shooter ever. And I'm not I'm Larry not saying, Bird is one of the greatest shooters ever. I understand that. But you said put him in the Golden State offense. I don't know if he's putting uh, – I think he's doing amazing if you switch it around. I'm not trying to discredit Bird. Like, that's the weird part. It's like, how can I disagree with you without disrespecting him? And that's what the, the, the argument you try to drive people into a corner with when you say that. It's like, hey, if you don't agree that he could do everything on the court – just like Draymond does times 10. Like, I don't think he's affecting – I think I think he's more impactful than Draymond, and I think he does it in a slurry different way. I would even go with Greg on this one. I'll take him being more – not KD, but more towards the KD tree than, than him being that's, Draymond like times I said, 10. I wouldn't have a problem with you saying that. Like I said, that's Greg's opinion. Dray, the Draymond Green is my opinion. I think he would do either one phenomenally because he's Larry Bird. He can do everything. He could do, Larry Bird could literally walk on the court. Think Larry Bird was so good. He walked on the court, said, I'm only going to use my left hand, and got 37. Larry Bird can do anything he wants. You know what's crazy? When we were about to go into the top 50 list, I was thinking in my head, somehow this is going to end up a Larry Bird argument. Because <laughs> every time we talk about players now and then players then, Greg, what does it turn into? It really turns into, we normally do, it turns into Larry Bird versus Kobe. Um, no, uh, and no that, and that's it what turns we've into done. Larry Bird that's versus KD. Larry Bird is so Larry much better KD. Than Kobe. I said it. You said what? Larry Bird's so much better than Kobe. I said it. I don't care. I love Kobe, but Larry Bird is so much better than Kobe. So then we have three people on the podcast. No, you guys, I, I, I enjoyed my time here. <laughs> 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 I like to send in my early resignation there's because I'm getting tired of this. Certain, mm. I'll say like there's certain guys I feel like 
are all time greats from a standpoint of you can drop them in, in any era. That's Young guys fact. in this era, I feel like you can draw back in the old days and they'd be fine. I feel like there are a few older guys from the nineties, eighties that you can drop in today and they'll be fine as well. Yeah, but, like and and this and one of the guys that I I've I've never been high on, Scotty Pippen. Like I know for a fact if he played in this era, oh, he he'll be he be amazing. Um I think Charles Barkley would be amazing in this era. Charles would be way better. Hakeem. Like, like, Charles this might be era. better in this era. Way better right now. Exactly. Like, Hakeem, Olajuwon, be great in this era. Like, would be interesting. Like, Hakeem in this era. Like, those are definitely. Some people who can transcend time. Shoot. Like, I think most so, legends transcend. Like, I think even if you took Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, once again, my context, I if you put. Draymond. If you take great players, legends from any era, they translate to any era. Now, the context is always they have to grow up in that era, though. You can't just plop them out of 65 and throw them in 92. You have to say, okay, you're born in, 19, in 1979. You grow up, and you play in the NBA in the 1990s. And, and I, I see, I understand now, listen to Taman and Leek, that that's an issue because it goes back to that if thing, like, if everybody just worked hard and they grew up and you know and they got that sense, then yeah, yeah it could happen. But like, it could happen for anybody. Yeah. But, my, but, but you can't it's, say it's, that it's almost me. like the only thing you're taking with them is their drive to be great. And that's the point. Like that's um, the reason they were great in their eras because they had that drive. So if you take that drive and you transfer it to a new era, they're gonna work on their game. That's the idea. But the but the tendencies and and the skill. I, can, I see why it's an issue. You, you see that's, what I mean? That's, that's all, the only that, thing and, I've been that, trying to argue this whole time. And that's the time. only thing. It's like the, you're taking away the tendencies and skill level at that point. So now you're, you're almost like souping them up. It's like That's not souping them up. It's in a little bit. And, and when I'm you take a player and, and you say, I'm going to make him grow up in this era, all you're doing is already from the start, give him a head start saying, I expect you to at least bare minimum get back to what you were. And then you're probably just going to be better because you grew up in this new era. Yeah. And, but that's, that's what I'm saying. He's saying souping them up. You're taking Larry Bird and you're just saying, oh, in this era, he's just going to have to be playing even better. Because he would. We all acknowledge training is better now. Nutrition is better. The way we play the game is better now. Look, so Greg was trying to say that's not guaranteed. Nothing is ever guaranteed. We all acknowledge that. But the thing people say a lot about, when you talk about legends, we're talking about legends, the best of the best. We're talking about this top 50 list. These are the best players to ever live. The thing most of them have in common is what? Their work ethic. So their work ethic isn't going away. So if you take Larry Bird out of his era and put him in a different area, I don't care where, his work ethic isn't changing. He's going to work on his game. Now, how he works on his game, would he post up as much as he did in the 80s? No. He's going to be shooting more threes. So now he's an even better three-point shooter than he used to be. But he probably isn't as good a post player. But guess what? In this era, he doesn't need to be. So he's going to look better in this era than he would somewhere else. That's my point. But what I think, I feel like just what we need to acknowledge with certain people, and I think also B made a good point, is playing style comes into a big context. And I think that shows up the most in um, guards from the standpoint of when we talk about shooting, efficiency, numbers. Guys like Reggie Miller, guys like Larry Bird, if you gave them the green light that guys have today, Bird would go stupid even more. Reggie would even go more stupid. Even guys like Ray Allen would go more stupid because he was putting them up right before. They were cool with guys running to the corner for threes all the time. Um, But I still even think there's some guys today that you could throw back a few years prior. I think there might be a couple of guys today that might even be in better predicaments in in the older times. But 
Um, what we just got to look at and be happy with with the game is from the standpoint of everybody we watched today, they watched somebody. They watched a bird. Dirk, I, and I'll say this. If we talk about comparisons to, to bird, I feel like bird today would be somewhere in between a Doncic Dirk type more so than like somewhere in between there because I'm not going to say Kevin I compare Doncic to Bird I'm not going to say Kevin Durant because by you saying Kevin Durant you automatically have to be a 7-1 like I don't even think he's 7-flat he's probably 7-1 I don't know we're going to we're going to find out we're actually going to find out because the NBA is requesting that um, (laughs) all all teams make sure they measure them without their shoes so like and every they have this in their proper measurement. But y'all don't age. realize like he's been listening um, like six ten, and then he's staying yeah. next to Demarcus Cousins, true, true. and he looks down on him. I, and I'm not. And we're gonna find out how Hence, tall he is. But the only thing, and I get what you're saying. Kevin Durant is a unicorn because he's seven foot one. He he, moves he pats it that way. and everything like. And, but that's why he's I a say pure he unicorn. Close to that, but it's it's, it's and I'm will and the only reason I say that is because I'm willing to put Bird in that unicorn status. Bird Bird is, but it's like it's it's different. It's, it's not a KD like. Chris Stapps is a unicorn. He's not KD though. You see what I mean? I there mean, are guys KD that KD is a one of a kind athlete. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand what you're saying, but there's, I understand like there's like some similarity to that. There, I can give it that. I just the, couldn't say he's all I'm KD. Is, that's the unicorn tree. Like, yeah. and they're all in that they're, group. They're, and, and, and Larry Bird's like the grandfather of that tree. He is, and like I said, that's why I I say he's more. He's somewhere because I think Doncic is going to be a great player in this Absolutely. league. Absolutely, I, I think he is. I think last That's year just amazing. showed, like he showed, like the stuff I was doing in Spain was not just some international stuff. Here to stay, double digit career of greatness. I feel like is upon us with that kid. Um, and like I said, I feel like he's somewhere in between Dirk and Doncic. If if he were to play in today's game, mind you, those Dirk is a Hall of Famer. Doncic. No injuries get in his way. I don't see a reason why he doesn't play double-digit years in this league. And maybe at the end of the day, he's in that Hall of Fame as well. Um, but I just think everybody that we watch today, they derive their game from somebody. Else. Yeah. So it, it's just literally today's iPhone. I think they just dropped like the iPhone XS or what. I don't even know. Which, they just dropped something. some type of iPhone. And it was based off of some improvements that they wanted to make from the very first iPhone Years ago, so that's why so, basketball is always going to be. Better. This is my last question. Then this is my last question. Then and I guess TK, y'all can answer whichever one. Looking at Kevin Durant's game, who do you think he derives his game from the most? I still think, honestly, just for me, from a handle, pulling up, getting to his spots. I think he just so happened to grow to seven feet, but I think he watched a lot. He watched a lot of T Mac. I, bang with that. I, I, I would say that's a very fair comparison. I think he watched a lot. And and even us in this room, we all watch some people, but we all tapped out at 5, 10 to 11, 5. You know what I'm saying? Just in between yeah, he's that. He's 6'4". 6'4", four. Four, <laughs> yeah. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. Majority, the majority Check my doctor. Bro. He definitely said I'm 6'1". Yeah, that was a like, good one. I remember, watching, I remember listening to a podcast, and Kyrie, he let it be known. He wanted to be a 2. Like, all his life, and you can oh, see it, it in his game. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. It shows. He, Kyrie wishes he was six six. He is on. He is on multiple pods saying like I wanted to be a two, mm-hmm. but he to- he topped out six, at six two four. six three. He he topped out. You know whatever you want to say, but he topped out at point guard height. So I think that's just the thing we have to take into account is like certain guys they watched somebody growing up and they wanted to be like that so bad, but with their 
whether physical limitations or physical gifts, they had to take what that person did and then add their own little flavor into it. We all know Kobe wanted to be Mike, but he Kobe wasn't tried. the, and Kobe has said he wasn't the freak athlete that Mike was. What I also didn't like about Kobe saying that though, he was trying to say, I was fast, but not the fastest. Kobe, there was nothing about you that was humanly average, still. I mean, but you still <laughs> have to realize when he <laughs> so came right, into the league, right, he only had a 38 inch vert. Like, he only wasn't, 38, like, oh my But there are NBA players we're talking about. Like, all of them are going to be above average athletes. You got to understand where Kobe's coming from on that. Like, when Jordan came into the NBA, it was no question. Jordan was the best athlete in the league. For sure. Hands down, no questions. Kobe was never that. He wasn't. He wasn't mm. hands down, but Kobe, don't act like you and Steve Nash have the same physical game. It's not, but Steve Nash is an underwhelming athlete, though. Like, Kobe's an above average athlete. Kobe's an above average athlete. Hands down. There's nothing even... He's above average. Even when he was in high school, like the McDonald's game, he won the dunk contest. Okay. He was one of the first guys we seen. Dunk put contest up isn't everything. Legs. The dunk contest isn't but, the only thing that measures athleticism. It though. does, but it's it's something that you can't say. Like Kobe has made too many plays where you can't say, "Yo, he's, yeah, he's still a one phenomenal of the best." No, yeah, he's but a he's never been. Athlete. What we're trying to say is he's never been like a top five athlete in the league or nothing. Like, like Jordan, that. Was, never Jordan been, was the perfect never, package athlete. Like everybody, anybody that's ever like really looked at Jordan, measured Jordan, they're like, "Yo, he had the." Full package. And yeah, Steve. we're not gonna say that Kobe was like sneaky with the athleticism oh, he or not like great. that. He was we, great. Dude, we like, saw it. Like he was, he was great. Kobe baptized but some of the greatest he's shot great. blockers. He's ever. a great athlete. He just wasn't the number one, and, the number two, the number three. And one of the things I said he's probably about, like seven, eight. And one of the things I said about Kobe, that ain't I can't bad. remember. That's not number one though. Yeah, I can't remember which pod it was. I can't remember which pod it was, but I said like Kobe always he wasn't never the guy given talent. Jordan was, he but he so, worked his he way. Worked maximized so he maximized his, so his God-given gift. That's a fact. He, 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 he worked. He, he worked. He literally got every ounce of skill out that's of his body. That's, why I, and that's so why I say he's the most skilled player. I can go with that. I, I say he's, he's the most the, skilled player. He's one of the most skilled players ever. And it's simply because off of the fact that he wanted to be the greatest ever and didn't and wasn't given the greatest ever to not saying that he didn't get great tools, like, Lee. Because we no, are still the, talking about. But we're cutting, we're cutting, we're cutting everything from like hairs. It, it, exactly. So and we're talking about, hey, I want to be the greatest it's basketball the player ever. Number- and then we're talking about the person who everybody deems is the greatest uh, uh, basketball player ever. What do you have? The greatest athletic set of tools given. Exactly. If Kobe didn't get that, if Kobe failed to eight. He had to do a whole lot just to even get the comparison. Real That's right. what I'm saying. It's not like he hit, he was a bad athlete. It was Cause no, because he, he was nothing short of phenomenal. Six, six, seven, he was nothing short of phenomenal. Long arms. He was guess what? Short of phenomenal. Jordan had longer arms. Jordan had bigger hands. Had better body control. Was and, faster. And so he had to do a whole lot higher. more. And then Kobe was way more injury prone as well. Throughout his career, he had to just work at skill and skill and skill because time and time again, his athleticism didn't match up to those of the greatest. And that doesn't mean he wasn't he a great and superb so, real athlete. Real question. Real question. Who's, just who's the better athlete, Vince Carter or Kobe? Vince. All from. That's the point. That's the whole point we're making. But and, and the thing, like you said, that's, that's Tracy McGrady true. or Kobe, better athlete. That's Tracy. I'm, I'm, that's Tracy. Yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah, definitely yeah. before the injuries. Yeah, all right. Because yeah. and like I said, that's 
that's the thing, mind you, we're in the league, so yeah, we're gonna have some of the greatest athletes ever. I just want, I just don't want the narrative to start acting like Kobe was some slow, no, undersized. Exactly. I feel like, like he tried to play that by him saying that. He was stating a fact, I though. Feel like, yes. No, granted, I see what you're saying. I he see was what you're trying saying. To make it seem like Kobe was little... definitely trying to highlight, say, you know, I worked a whole lot harder because I had no choice. Da, 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 but da. I think in his granted, mind, he was comparing himself to, to MJ. Yes, that's the he, only person he's ever compared himself to. And that's the point. And that's the point. He did that out of a narrative. I agree. He kind of did out of a narrative to heighten his, yeah, heighten his but own it's, appreciation. But it was too but, MJ, so it's not that bad. Like if I have a three A GPA and I'm saying, man, I got to get my grades up, but I'm comparing myself to the valedictorian. That's what it's, it's like. Going, that's what I'm saying. That's what it's like. So it's yeah. nothing like Kobe short of a scholar. He's brilliant, amazing, athletically gifted. Ninety nine percent of the world would love but, to have yeah. his it's athletic like, gifts. It's like you won a Nobel Prize, but you're still comparing yourself to Stephen Hawking. Like, yeah, it's okay, dude. You're just not that. Yeah, and I you're just, amazing. I just, so he had to figure yeah. out how to try to get those numbers or those type of levels of accomplishments without that same kind of athleticism. That's what we're speaking about, Kobe Bryant and his athleticism. Yeah, and I just wanted that. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, nah. Anybody on the street walk up to me and tell me that Kobe's <laughs> not it, like a superb athlete, I smack. Yeah, him. I'm just like, come on, dog. Like, but that's also the reason Kobe can't be number one. All right, well, and we, we're yeah, gonna go off of that. Whatever. Uh, we do that for the health of some of our other members. It was media day. Athlete. It's been media day all weekend. Um, teams have been opening up with a new jersey reveals, press conferences. And, of course, we had to get at Griffin. And he has some real, real, like, heavy comments towards Anthony Davis and who he wanted to be there and who didn't want to be there. Uh, Brian, you got the you got the quote. I do. I got it pulled up. So big quote. Everybody kind of got caught up on. It's actually funny. It kind of got glossed over in the whole media day scuffle, but I found it hilarious. But he said, "David Griffin, not everyone is made to be a part of this. That's okay. We're comfortable with that. If sex appeal is your thing, you need a big market. Okay. See you later. If doing something meaningful for people who care about supporting their teams every day is important, this is something you're going to want to be a part of." You know what? This just goes back to the long time battling of how, on the business aspect, players are expected to sacrifice a whole lot more than owners and teams and GMs and front offices. So it's easy for teams to just trade a player and say, hey, we're doing this for the betterment of our team. But as soon as the player says, I'm putting me first, he's a villain. We got to antagonize him. Like, as a GM, like, if you really thought moving Anthony Davis would have got you pieces, like if you 100% believed it, would have got you pieces to win a championship, as a GM, they were going to do it, right? Supposed to. But if I'm a player and I think for the better man, my health, my family, my life, my goals, my career, leaving this franchise that has given me nothing for my, what, first seven, eight years? Yeah. If that's better for me, then all of a sudden now I don't, I don't, I'm not respected as how I should be after everything I've given that city, that franchise, that organization. That's all whack. It's supposed to be a two-way street and we got to stop. Well, we have to hold the front office execs and the organizations that do that to players, the star players. We got to hold them accountable for their BS because this is what that is. So is it a stretch to say this is a shot at LeBron? Explain. Yeah, I would say I don't because even in LeBron's case, because as soon as you said that, I started thinking about when LeBron left the first time. 
And there was very few times where, like, I stood up in LeBron when he was getting all the hate. I know where you're going. Yeah, and I backed up with him. Yeah, I have to figure it out because when he left the first time, I was one of the people who supported him leaving. So this isn't even about LeBron leaving Cleveland. This is more so... About when he left the Heat with Pat Riley? No, 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 no. It was the way LeBron manipulated everything in Cleveland. If you remember, going back to remember, we had this conversation about David Griffin maybe three, four weeks ago when David yep. Griffin made his comments about Cleveland. He was like, man, it was so hard working there because it was so much pressure. And it was LeBron pulling me one way, the owner pulling me one way. And then you get to New Orleans, you got your new job, everything set up the way you want it. And then once again, it's LeBron machinations getting Anthony Davis out of New Orleans. Because, I mean, we all can agree, this is Rich Paul and LeBron coordinated to some extent, right? To a lot of it. So, once again, David Griffin walks into his office, and the first thing he has to deal with is LeBron clutch James. management <laughs> saying, hey, Anthony Davis doesn't want to be in New Orleans no more. And he's like, geez, I thought I got away from you. I'm, I was sick of dealing with you in Cleveland. I'm still dealing with you now. And then he comes in. Like I said, he's a, he believes he's a really good GM in his own right, and he has that track record. He is he a good walks, GM. He walks into the office, he's like, yo, I can convince Anthony Davis maybe to pull this out one more year, especially if we get a top pick and so on and so forth. So he's like, hey, maybe I can make this work. But LeBron them like, nah, bro, we ain't going to give you that option. So is it a stretch to say this might be a veiled shot at LeBron and AD? Yeah, LeBron is catching some of that work. Just an idea. If anything, mm, yeah, this might yeah, this might have been a, like I said, a bullet with two names on it. Yeah, really. He's just like I'm he, like in David Griffin. I think he's kind of just sick of the whole. And Grant, going back to what you said, he's sick of not so much players taking their destiny in their hands, but players literally trying to control every aspect of a franchise. And it's like, once again, as a GM, when that's your job, but the players making all the decisions for you, like really, how do you think Sam Presti feels in OKC right now? Like your job was essentially done for you. You were put in a no-win situation. Essentially, I think some changes are gonna be made to those rules somehow, some way. Oh, they tried them tampering yeah. rules. Yeah, the, mm, the tampering <laughs> that that we, we already talked they, about. I that. said tried it. Yeah, I I honestly think the league would be better if they just tried not to enforce any tampering rules. Like the league is getting more and more AAU by the day, anyways, and there's no rules involved in AAU at all. Like at the end of the day, I think Taman had said at one point in time, like. If you don't want to lose your star, keep him happy. It's that simple. Make the proper decisions, either from a coaching staff standpoint, putting players around him. If you don't want him to go, do everything in your power. And at the end of the day, these guys are going to make M's, a stupid amount of M's, regardless. So maybe they just want to change the scenery. And if he's from his hometown, there's nothing you can do to make your city his hometown. But then go and get the next one. You still got back to Kawhi. Oh. <laughs> I peeped that too. <laughs> nah, Kawhi's not the only one I wanted to go to his hometown. But no, he is—he's a superstar who who, nah, who did it. So that's a that's a great actual point. Paul George is from there. Though. I know. I, was I know. So I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I get. I guess the one thing that I'm curious about with this whole Dave Griffin Lebron thing, I mean, or any GM rather, he he's complaining about something that's in his job description. Yeah. So it's like, bro, just let it go and let it be. And 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 maybe that's just my mentality on the situation. Like Sam Sam Presti did I'm granted, he probably went home and he cried about not winning a ring. He went home upset. Like I'm I'm pretty sure he was devastated when he thought about all the picks he's made and all the MVPs he drafted. But he's a phenomenal GM. And, and he is and a I phenomenal. want him if he did go home and cry, I hope like when he wiped the tears away, he looked in the mirror and he was like, I'm that dude. 
He probably did, but he probably was devastated at the fact that he didn't get a ring with that mob. Of either. course, because he put in so much work into that team. But Keep, keeping it a band, pod listeners. Every GM in the league is not trying to get a ring, though. Oh, that's oh, yeah, true. True. That that every every true. team that's isn't not, trying to win a ring. And I ain't that's gonna cap. Owner, I'm yeah. not gonna cap. True. Of course, Sam might not one might not be one of those trying to get a ring because he nah, didn't want to pay the luxury to keep James Harden. But that's, that's not, not on him. That's the owner. That's the owner. That's the owner. Ownership. And that's why I said from top down, it's a lot of teams. I say realistically, it's probably only like nine to ten teams that are actually willing to do whatever it takes to win a ring. Yep. And when I say that from teams, I mean from the owner to, to the Boy, janitorial yeah. staff. Oh, yeah. Like the whole actual organization. It's only nine to ten teams that are trying to get a ring. That but man, Masai. Sam Presley was trying to get a ring. Masai Ujiri. He was trying to get a ring. He ain't trying to get one this year. any means. And then you have always like the, the, the big markets that are always trying to be an employee to get a ring, like the Boston Celtics, the Lakers. They're right. never going to try to be out of the race for too many years. But when you have these teams like, I'll say it, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not trying to get no, a ring. they're just incompetent. That means you're not trying to get a ring. No, that means you're just incompetent. You're trying, but you if you've been stupid for so long, then you're just stupid. Now, nah, these people, and these, that means you're not about it. Like the pe- Detroit Pistons aren't trying to win, they're happy being the 7 8 seed. I think some of these, I don't even think it's incompetent because at the end of the day, it costs. I think when the I think when Steve Ballmer got the Clippers, I want to say he got it for was it two? It might be wrong. I, I want to say it was something around two. 2.1? 2.1. It was a little, ooh, it was a bit. It was a billion. Yeah, and I was about to say well, two billion. 2.1 billion. billion. I want to say 2.14. I want to say two, at least two now. billion. So if you find a way to walk into $2 billion, you are not incompetent. You just don't care. No, and here's the, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Owners made their money doing something else. Yep. Majority of the time, they bought that team because they got bored. They got bored with their lives. There's, there's, a, there's only, I say only a handful of owners that bought a team because they loved the game. Like, loved it. True. I say like three. Like, Mark Cuban. I was going to say Mark Ballmer. Cuban, Ballmer, and I'm going to I'm gonna have to sit back and say, um, the, 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 the Warriors, Bush family, um, the Warriors, the Bush, Jerry Bush. Forever. But yeah, but that was passed down. The Warriors uh, owners, um, um, Joe Lacob and um, Joe Bob Meyer. Like Bob Meyer. Like, like those those are, are the three franchises I would say that bought it and they wanted to compete and win. A lot of people is either got passed down or you're right, Greg, they got bored. So looking at that, I, I, I'm not going to put in and say, oh, just because they paid a stack of money meant they cared about the because well-being. The well-being. This is an appreciated value buy. Like buying a team at any stage, you're still going to get that money back. At any stage. Gotta realize, any team you buy in the league you're going to get appreciated. Even when it. Donald Sterling got kicked out of the league when he had Still to sell that team, he, he made billions selling exactly. that team. Two billion for the Clippers, Steve Ballmer. See, two billion. Exactly. And I can't even, I don't even know how much he bought Donald that team put for, in. He, put bought, he bought that, that joint for like 800 mil or something. He, he I bought swear that it was less than a bill. So, you bought it cheap. So just all that, you can't say like, oh, just because they bought a team for mills, me or bills, they mean they going, they care. They don't have to care. They can own the team and they can make that money back and, and resell it, whatever the case may be. Homeboy from the Brooklyn Nets, he bought the squad. Uh, he, he sold the squad. I can't remember his name. He's, I think he's from Japan. Pro, pro, oh, no. Uh, Russia. Prokhorov? Prokhorov bought it, and he just sold it. Yeah. He, like, they flipping these teams I mean, easily. Like I said, so some o- some owners see it as a business acquisition. Some owners, like I said, they do actually like the sport, and they do love it. But most see it as a business acquisition, and most see it as 
don't lose me money. Which going back right. to what OKC we're talking about, they not paying the luxury tax. Exactly. Been, which is funny. They were steadfast on that, and then they ended up paying it anyway. Exactly. It's so you're gonna learn your lesson so, one way but or the other. The job of the GM is to not get fired. Exactly. And the only way to not get fired is to continuously be relevant. The easiest way to be relevant is to be young and fun or to be a playoff team. You can't be young and fun forever. So you got at some point you gotta put some actual talent on the court to be successful. Yep. And a lot of these GMs can't do that. Or they get too in their feelings with the players they have or too connected to the players they have and forget it's a business. Just the same way we said about um, young stars forgetting that it's a business and when they're getting traded. It goes both ways. I don't remember who said that, but it goes both ways. So Brian and said, they raised their hand. It goes both ways looking at that situation. So you can't, you, I can't expect David Griffin, I can't give David Griffin credit for making these comments when it feels very juvenile to me. Bro, you have a squad. You made the trade. Focus on your team. That, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. So, yeah, I agree. His comments are very petty. They're very um, immature. But on the same token, it's like, it's media day. This is probably the last time he's really going to... I hope it's the last time it's he's not. going to say it. It's not. I can almost bet a band it's not. Only time Damn, it might I'm come up now rich. is when the Lakers play. <laughs> it's when the Lakers play New Orleans. That'll probably be the next time it comes up. But, I mean, it's media day. Throw a soundbite out there. Keep thinking. Like I said, I feel like David Griffin is now kind of entering that GM stage where he wants to be a recognizable GM. So he's kind of saying things to keep his name out there. He don't have to say anything. You All you got to do is do the job and let the team play. That's fair. Let the team play. You know how it is, though. Some people want to be stars. Like, I feel like David Griffin wants to be a star. He doesn't just want to be a GM. He wants to be a star now. Mm-hmm. So he's saying things to get his name out there, put his name in the paper, get us talking about him. So power to him, I guess. I don't Hey, I guess it's working. All right, so I hope they're successful. I do too, man. I I I like New Orleans, but we gotta talk about how much we like them. We talk about them a lot. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis. Do we have Anthony Davis rebuttal to that? Yeah, hold on, I got it right here. Yeah, it was it was some clear cut professional. Yeah. yeah, he he didn't really go into it, and that's why a lot of times, even with these media days, I don't put too much stock into it because all. all these guys have PR teams. They have somebody telling them what to say. It's very few guys that are going to be real about how they feel. <laughs> Kyrie. Sorry. Kyrie, I even think... We're not going to do that yet. Oh, we're not going to do, no, no, do that yet. We're not going to do that. Because I'm going to say, if you want to talk about being real, he was really real on media day. I think he's he's like, a good whole... No. Then why you cough like that? Because he, like, he, he was a shady call. He was like, there's only <laughs> that was, guys that are going to be real. I'm like, Kyrie. But no, you could have been like, Kyrie's yeah, Kyrie. That was a really shady call. I, I, thought, I, yeah. I thought you'd be a sarcastic. Yeah, like, that was a real shady real. call. I was, nah, Kyrie, I was, all right, then. I let me sit Ky- back. I think Kyrie, yeah. I, he he <laughs> came forth. And we all remember last year, at some point in time, it was early in the year. I think around this time, he was telling Boston, I'd love to be back if y'all would have me back, saying he would be signed. And then, you know, as the season unfolds, how it unfolds. But then at the media day, he was saying, you know, two weeks or so after that, his grandfather had passed. A lot of things were going on personally within his family. That you stuck. jump into a whole topic yeah. we already had on the bill. But go ahead. <laughs> My bad. We're done with, that. I, we're done with David Griffin. No, David we, Griffin was petty and immature. We're moving on. He's about to go to LeBron and AD, but Brooklyn was up next. So I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess you, up the lineup. But technically, <laughs> you're not. That's just a segue. But we didn't. That was a weird thing. segment. We got to finish, no. finish our breakfast. Got to finish right. our breakfast. Right, go ahead. What worry, yo? So we're talking about Anthony Davis's response. I can't really find it right now. It doesn't seem like he really said anything too 
Oh, and here it is. I got it. My fault. So, Anthony Davis says, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, I mean, like the past is the past, you know. I didn't hear that. But, look, I love the city of New Orleans. I've been there seven years. I gave my all six and a half. Gave my all. Mm-hmm. And it was fun times, you know. It was fun times. Trying to be real. He's being real L.A. about it. Yeah, he yeah. Don't wanna, he don't want to yeah, speak he, bad about his girlfriend. I mean, but really, <laughs> have we ever seen AD come out and say negative about anything? No, like, have you ever heard a bad AD quote? Is. That's not, that's so not, yeah, this that's is not this is, is something that AD was saying. David, he kind of made you seem extremely childish with the professional approach that he took. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm proud of Anthony for handling the way he handled it. Um, I guess I'm more excited about what they're actually going to do and put on the court. LeBron made some comments about what Anthony Davis' role is going to look like, and I don't know how much I agree with it or how long it's going to... I agree that he's going to try it. I don't know how long it's going to last. He said they're going to try and play through Anthony Davis. He said we would be dumb if we didn't. Um, Not saying they were going to just sit down and dump him the ball every play, but to not play through him. I'll believe it when I see it for longer than five games. (laughs) It really depends on how successful they are. That's That's what it is. But that's LeBron every year, though. LeBron every year starts the season off like... We're going to play through Kyrie and Kevin Love. Or he got to L.A. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fit in with the young guys. And he did say that. He said he said the same thing about Kyrie. He said, we, well, I, I tried, we played through Kyrie. I said, I don't recall y'all playing through Kyrie. LeBron's never played through it. The one time he really tried to play with somebody else was that first year in Miami. It was the time that he wasn't supposed to. I wouldn't even say what they was supposed to. Wade no, was telling wasn't. him to be the number one option. So LeBron was folding. But, what are we talking about? So this one thing, this is always my argument with LeBron James. It's not so much that we don't want you to be the number one option. It's how you do it. You can be the guy who gets the most shots, but do you got to be the guy who dribbles it up the court every time and dribbles for 18 seconds every play? Oh, we already know what it is. That's my point. Why can't you be the guy who, like Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, sets a back pick and then rolls hard to the basket and gets a dump off pass? Because at times LeBron is toxic on court. That's my point. So I believe you're going to play through Anthony Davis. When I see it for longer than five games. I mean, didn't he say he didn't want to be the point last year? This ain't, once again, this ain't even talking about being the point. Like, is no, he that's gonna, what is, I'm saying. But last year he came out and was like, yeah, like, I'm going to let Rondo and Lonzo go at it for the point. Like, I want to play off. That, that was a direct quote. I want to play off the ball. But and when I heard how. it, I was like, oh, my God, that's so sexy. He that's doesn't like, know oh, how. That's yeah. his problem. Because he doesn't. I, yeah, you're he's right. Never, I don't he's think never he, done it. He's never I don't had think he, to. I don't think he understands how to be effective without the ball in his hand. He doesn't. And that's not a knock on LeBron. At all. You're probably top four greatest people to ever have a ball in your hands. He's great at what he does. I think. I think what I would like to see LeBron do this year, and this is from elevation standpoint, um, I would like to see him lock into how can I still affect the game at a high level excuse me, without the ball being in my hands. Because, I mean, Steph has made the That's impact. That's the next step for him. Steph made the impact that he's made by doing it without the ball in his hands at times, moving, cutting. If LeBron for once in his life, is like today with a guy like Rondo, I'm going to be the guy setting the ball screen. If LeBron wanted to roll, he'd be LeBron one of the greatest, be he'd be one of the greatest roll threats roll, we've ever seen in our lives. He lives. might already be a top three scorer in the league. He, he would be a devastating. Like, imagine LeBron, James playing, imagine LeBron James doing semi what Draymond Green does and going to say where he sets a high ball screen, he's the guy that slips to the basket, and he gets it on that four and three. It's, it's not – 
Mind you, yeah, I was about to shoot myself when you had said <laughs> Draymond. But I thought about it. And I was like, yes, LeBron as a role threat, whether he's rolling, whether he's popping, it's going to make whoever's coming off that ball screen that much deadly because both guys involved in that action are going to be concerned about 2-3. Like LeBron James slipping a pick and roll, Anthony Davis on the low block, he's catching. He's either coming at you and dunking on your head or he's throwing the lob. If you Bron- can't defend that. If Bron locked into that... You can't defend it. Yeah. I don't really know if there's a team with like a, a roster on paper right now that can handle Rondo coming off a ball screen with maybe Danny Green lifting out of that strong side corner, yep. Bron rolling. Kyle Kuzma on the weak AD, side corner. Yeah, Kuzma on the weak side, AD in the dunker spot. I don't know if there's... You can't defend that. I just don't see how just you do being, it. Yeah, just keeping it real. And I'm, I'm saying the Clippers are going to win. The reason why I'm saying the Clippers are going to win, though, is because I think that. LeBron is going to want it to be the point. And I think right now at 34, Bron can be still be a great point guard. That's one of the reasons why he's one of the greatest guys to ever touch a rock. At 33, or 30, what, four? four. four. He can still be this high level of a player playing out of position. Here, here's, the thing that I, here's the thing that I always thought about greats and how they built out their careers and how they made it more, how they, I guess, stretched it. The great ones who found a way to stretch it, the Ray Allens, because no one ever really talks about how sick Ray Allen was with the ball in his hands. Bro, like, he was homeboy was like actually. Bro, he could have been Jesus. realistically. Yeah. Jesus Shuttlesworth, like, was a whole problem. It's crazy. So, but he stretched his career when he found, like, okay, I'm a, I can spot up and I can run off screens extensively hard. I'll, you know, and I'll be that. All right. LeBron can stretch out his career possibly 240, 39 if he wanted to. Off the strength of what y'all guys just mentioned. Like, off the strength of becoming a role guy, minimizing how many steps he has to take to get to the rim, and having so much open to him off just a simple role. So it's like, you're helping yourself be successful. It's kind of like what Tom, what Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady. And granted, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan just because he played for the Pats, but I do recognize homeboy doesn't throw the ball 40 yards down the field no more. Everything's a dump. He doesn't throw that ball past 15. He gives you one of those a game. You, yeah, he gives you like one or two of those a game. But he's not, he's not slinging a rock all over the field no more. Everything's like right in front of him, dumping down six. Who says that LeBron can't throw eight lobs a game? Or like six dump downs to AD a game, like y'all said. Like, and minimize his, I guess, effort, but I mean, maximize his ability. I mean, doing that, like I said, simple idea of just letting somebody else bring the ball up the court and you posting. Imagine LeBron posting up at the elbow. Catching he's it, facing up. I don't think there's somebody who can guard him in the post in the league. I like, don't. But I just don't, just imagine yeah. him playing like catching it at the elbow, turning facing up. And you got somebody coming off a back pick. He's got one on one for like two seconds. And you let him play quarterback. You let him just run the offense from there. I don't think I don't think there's somebody that if yeah, like you said, if Brown was just like today, I'm gonna catch it with my back to the rim and I'm gonna catch it at the elbow. I'm gonna turn and face. I don't know if there's a man. I watched him play. It, it was his last year in Cleveland. I, was I watched Toronto. him play Giannis. Oh, I watched about. him play Giannis his last year in Cleveland. And I'd never seen anything like that. I was sitting like kind of high up, but still, he was catching that thing everywhere on the block and fade, bang. Like, and this is Giannis checking him. I was going to say, that's incredible. Like, I was like, this is sick. I thought like, about that when I watched that Toronto series, and literally he would catch it to his back to his... Bro, it was so many fadeaways against Toronto. So, I, so many face-ups, so many... He just worked out of from whatever position. He got to the spot on the floor he wanted to be in. He would catch it in a triple threat. Yep. And basically, you might as well put the two points on the board. So, I, I mean, I don't know how many years we're removed from seeing that from him or how, how many years he thinks he's removed from being at his peak athletic ability. Um, 
because I still think he's at he's pretty he's one of the most athletic. He's guys. not. Yeah, he's not peak Braun not athletically, peak Braun. No, 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 but no. he's still what he's plateaued for sure. Declining Braun, yeah, or whatever but you want to call pretty, it athletically, it's still better than yeah ninety four percent of the league. Right, and so I don't know when he's gonna make that shift. I think he's smart enough to make that shift. I don't know if he wants to, and when he does, I think wow, like I think that those will be some of his best years. Yeah. Just the same way we I talk about so. Tom Brady. And how he played in in the Super Bowl and stuff like that, and just being really smart on the field. We could say the same thing about LeBron James going forward if he ever decides he wants to make that shift. So, like I said, but I believe, like I said, it's hard for me to believe he's going to run the offense through anybody. Else. It's hard for me to believe he's going to learn to play without the ball in his hand. Yeah, at year seventeen. It, yeah, because guys don't. Sorry, most players don't change like that. Even when you talk about the Ray Allen example. He just did what he did. He just changed it more from being an ISO player to a spot player. He was always a guy who could run off screens. He just did it more now. He just yeah. stopped no, no, being no, no. an ISO player. But LeBron he never he honed in on that he aspect, though. Because he had to. Exactly. He, but my point is LeBron has never been a guy to do what we're asking him to do. He's never done it. But it's not so like he's not going to just the whole, all of a sudden do it. But what I'm saying is the ability is there. Ray Allen always had the ability to spot up and run off screens, like you said. The ability for LeBron to make a pass from... The high post to any but, spot on the court. Is it the ability? That I don't think the mindset is. That's my point. Like yeah, Ray I, Allen, always he always ran off down picks. Now, yeah. granted, he had more of a handle early in his career, and he could beat you ISO, but he always ran off a lot of down picks and got shots up. He just, like I said, he just cut out the ISO part and focused more on down picks. LeBron's always been ball in my hands. I make the decisions. That's how we win games. So yeah, it's just I, hard for me to envision it. I no, I agree with Brian Big. Just on that, and I think if it got to a point where he said, Rondo, you play the one, we're going to go whoever at the five. So I saw them in their first practice, and it mm-hmm. looks like it'll be Rondo, Danny Green, Kuz. Um, Kuz wasn't on the court, but, but it'll probably be back, Kuz when he gets Kuz. back. Anthony, oh no, LeBron, my bad. LeBron. I don't know if Kuzma's going to start. Yeah, I don't think Kuzma's going to start now. I think Which about is it. cool. It'll it, be LeBron, AD, and JaVale, my bad. So yeah. it'll be Rondo, Green, LeBron, AD, and JaVale. It's an interesting lineup. It's a lot of length. You know, I'll Not get... Not a lot of shooting. You said what? Not a lot of shooting. Not a lot. That's you, what, a, you lean a lot on Danny Green. That's why I think... And, and he's and streaky. I, and keeping it a real... I love Danny Green. Taman, you hear me say this all the too, time. Man. He hits shots... But he hasn't hit it the clip he hit in the finals since then. Like no. I think when we watch him, we're like the. I feel like the clip that he hit in the finals is a clip that Clay's been on since Clay's become Clay. And Danny Green, I feel like, has not touched that that performance since that 23-2014 like span. But I think to stretch the floor and so allow forty five percent from three last year. How many was he taking? Look at how many he took. 2013. He took five a game. He took five a game. He shot 45% from three. Left. And then just see, compare it to every other year, though, shot in between. 36, 37, 33, 41, 41. How much did he 42. shoot? You got you to look in the five. Fun- he's always between five and four. As far so as taking? Taking them. So he, last year was his high year. He hit 36, 37, 33, 41, 41, 42, 43. So he's. Solid consistent. I agree with Greg though. He is real street. So he'll have like, and the thing is, he'll have a game where he's on fire. But then he'll come back, and you can't even play him like Nick Nurse had to. Yep. So yeah. th- I think that's more so the issue, and leaning on him to be that consistent all the time. Yeah. Like that, if you're asking him to me. shoot 40 percent every game, that worries me. I don't know. Exactly. I don't and know I, about that. And that's that. why I think, and and another person that's gonna have to make some sacrifice, along with LeBron. 
if he makes a sacrifice to play off the ball, AD going to have to put his little feelings aside and play a little bit of five. Oh, most definitely. Because we know, because we know, up. they went and got Dwight Howard. We know in the league right now, you finish the game regardless of size or whatever. You finish the game with your five best dudes. Golden State has built their dynasty. Their death lineup is not necessarily their five tallest; it's their five best, best guys. Yeah. yeah. So, as an NBA team, when you're closing this game, you want your five best dudes on the floor. Javel is not one of their five best guys on the floor. I, mean, I don't think Anthony Davis has a problem playing, but I think nah, he just doesn't want, he doesn't on, want to do it all he, season. He's on record. He's on record saying, like, I don't want to play the five. I want to be a four. I want to be four. And I don't know what psychological thing is within him. And, I mean, we've all played around bigs that wanted to be wings, didn't want to be back to the basket. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with it because there's a few bigs that have made general generational wealth for their families with their back to the basket. But right. I think if AD could put his feelings aside, get to the point where he's at the five, LeBron is at the four, Kuz at the three, somebody at the two, Rondo at the one, I think that's a pretty damn good lineup. Yeah. I don't think Rondo and LeBron play together well, but that's just me personally. You said what? I don't think Rondo and LeBron play together really well, but that's just me personally. And I think the reason is because they haven't, I think, expressed enough effort in trying to figure out how each other could play. Because there's no reason, in all honesty, why two dudes with that high of a basketball IQ can't function together. No, we, no other we've already why. mentioned it. They, they both, both need the they ball. They both want the ball. It's it's just like James it. Harden and Westbrook together. Like, yeah, y'all are great talents, but... And, and, he's, and, the different, and the different aspect about them two is Rondo is not like a, a shooter. shooter. Like, at least we could say James Harden can shoot. Yeah. We can't say that about Rondo, and he's never pretended to be that. So it's kind of difficult when you put both of them on the court, and they're both like demanding certain things from players while on the court. Like they're the coach on the floor, and they are directing things. It's hard to have two guys on the court who are telling you where to go. Exactly, it's like having two chefs in the kitchen, and they both and you. Somebody got to step excellent, to the side. Excellent comparison. So it's it's really difficult, and so I'm kind of curious how they handle that. I don't. When I watch the clips of them in practice. They were just running like a, a motion offense, so I'm not really sure. Lakers, you mean? Yeah, the Lakers, my bad. I'm not really sure how it'll shake out, but. I feel um, so bad for Frank Vogel. I don't know. Oh, they, I don't know. They're going to they Dave Black him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for him. He just walked into a situation he, he knows he can't win. He just wanted to be a head coach again. He just That's wanted that he check. Wanted. And I ain't mad at him. Get your paper, bro. But man, you ain't. Uh, you don't write nothing in there. It's Rondo, LeBron, and then Jason Kidd. Or my fault. LeBron, Rondo, then Jason Kidd. That's the pecking order in that locker room. Show. Yeah, I'm Vogel's at like fifth. So we'll keep an eye out on the Lakers. Um outside of that, that media day was pretty quiet, of course. We just want to hear from LeBron and A D. Um but now Lee can get into his bag on the Nets. You already gave us the the intro. <laughs> like, my fault, fellas. No, but yeah, straight, do you go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, I was I was tuned in during work. Um, that was the first time Kevin Durant had spoke publicly since going to Brooklyn. Kyrie came out. Um, and the main thing that Kyrie was just talking about was what really, in his mind, what happened after the whole Boston fiasco. He was saying how he had wanted to resign just based off that moment where he was there, but grandfather had passed. Um, a lot of things were going on with him mentally, wanting to be closer to family after that happens, which is... Rightfully so. I feel like whenever somebody does want to go through and be, I see you looking at me and I'm not going to lie. I think we're thinking the same thing. Yes, his grandfather passed. I'm sure that he was crumbled by that. 
because I know how I felt when I lost my grandmother and I was hurt. Facts. But I'm not going to lie. I think he was going to be a subpar leader regardless. Facts. I think, <laughs> like I said, everybody has a PR team and they're going to tell you what is the right thing to say. Whoever in his camp probably thought. And a part of me, I feel bad for saying this, but another part of me, I feel like I know how it's working. I think his PRT told him, we're going to say, once your grandfather passed, you weren't in the right space, affected your leadership ability, da 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 wanted you to be home, close to family. I think some of that is true from that standpoint, but I also, I don't want to just say, Kyrie, don't say because your grandfather passed, you took some of the shots you took, you played the way you played, you know, all through the year. Because I saw somebody did, they made a great point on Twitter. They were like, bro, IT's sister died, and he went for 50. Facts. To in Hit. response to that, people take loss in different ways. So I can't True. So that comparison, whoever made that on Twitter, I'm never gonna say like the way I would lose one of my siblings is gonna affect somebody else who lost a sibling. Yeah. It's it's person yeah, by person, case don't. by case. So I'm you, you, you really gotta respect, you, you gotta respect both sides of that though. I can't. I really I honestly can't because mind you Lee, like something that you go through. I might go through that same exact thing, and we have different reactions to it. Right. Who all individualized human beings. So I would just have to tell the jury to like disregard that. That's an objection. Because if yeah, yeah, um, uh, it was able to go for fifty after his sister passed. That was something he was able to do and tribute for her. If Kyrie says he was a poor leader because of his grandfather's passing, you can't just say, well, this man went through something similar with a family member passing, and he stepped up to the plate. It affects us differently. Very, yeah, but yeah. as for him being a subpar leader, he was point blank, regardless of the reason. So, And that's just what it boils down to when you look at the Yeah, because we always talk about everything. If you're on the court, you're on the court. We say that when it's injuries. Right. We're going to say that when it's loss of family. If you can't be what we expect you to be when you step on that court, you shouldn't step on that court. So it's not – I hope he wasn't using the grandfather as a loss as an excuse crutch, yeah. or more so just as an explanation. It's, it's one thing if I can say my grandfather passed, maybe in hindsight, it affected the way I behaved and blah, blah, blah. But if it's like, oh, no, nah, my grandfather passed, you can't count that against me, then that's whack. But I don't think he was doing that necessarily. But you did bring up a great point about the uh, the PR team, maybe somebody whispering in his ear. I don't, use that. I don't think that happened. I do not believe that. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are two people that I don't think PR people ever tell them to say or do anything. Because they don't listen. Exactly. <laughs> so I am not going to say that. He thought of this. This is his words. He meant to say everything he said. Do I agree with what he said? I'm not sure. Like going back to what you said, I don't know how other people cope with what they cope with. He probably didn't want to step away from the game because that's the closest thing that the closest thing that felt to him was the game. But at the same time, being out there, he probably didn't feel like he was his best self, understanding that that was already on his shoulders. So I really don't know how to take his comments but about his grandfather. I'm hoping this an explanation, not an excuse. Fact. I know for a fact a PR person didn't tell him to say that. I know for a fact. Because you can't. There's two people on this earth in the league that I know that will never take advice from Kyrie PR. And is Kyrie and KD. Like, that's sick. No way. If we talking about ball strings, I'm going to ask Kyrie, what, what should I do in that moment? How <laughs> <laughs> to come off one, but yeah. But outside of those comments, I'm... I do think he did struggle with leadership. I'm glad he addressed it. I don't the way he qualified and the way he justified it. I'm not like I said. I'm not sure about it, but I'm glad he addressed that. Yeah, of course. I'm glad he, he brought that out and, and and he said like, yo, I wasn't my best self, and he acknowledged that he wasn't his best self. Like it would have been a whole other thing if he said like, well, and he pulled the blame back at whatever happened in Boston on 
you know, Brad Stevens, the young guys, whatever the case may be. He owned up into some regards to, hey, I wasn't my best self. I'll take that. Um, another one of his comments he made was about Kevin Durant. I think these are the more, like, more shots, you know, and he kind of directed them towards, I want to say Golden State and everybody within that organization in terms of they said that he said that Kevin Durant was not in the good shape to play. He should have never been out there. And essentially, that organization peer pressured him to get back on the court, and he'll never do that. He says he's here to protect Kevin Durant. Um, and Kevin Durant's rebuttal was funny, talking about, he said, I'm a grown man, essentially. Like, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play. But I, how do y'all feel about those comments? I think I see both sides. Kevin Durant, you are a grown man. You're 31. No, the Kyrie. The Kyrie... Um, saying no. That's what I'm saying. Peer pressure, not yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. KD, you're a grown man. You're gonna play. You're gonna play. But in my opinion, when KD did get back on that court, I don't know how y'all felt, but a lot of part of me was like, this feels forceful and way too soon. He was hooping though. Yeah, he was. But he was hooping. He was, he was, he was and I was so happy. Realistically, when we saw him went down, I remember me, Malik, and Manny were sitting there thinking. He tore his Achilles the first time, not the second time. That's what everybody thought. We yeah. said, it's his Achilles. So when he got back on the court, I was like, he's playing with something that's torn. So he didn't even make it a half before he had to rock again. So so what I'm trying to say is, like, I do 100% believe there was some kind of outside pressure and force on him. And that's what Kyrie meant by protecting. or Because we've never seen somebody else on KD's team be as outspoken um, as him in terms of his stuff, you to know what me- I mean? To the media, to the media, like Russ-, Russ, like Russ. Yeah, he has your back on the court or whatever, whatever. But we never seen Russ come to his defense like that in terms of, in in, in that specific way. It's more so an anomaly of how they talk about each other and Kyrie uh, and KD and Kyrie. I just mix their names. They're becoming something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think Kyrie was going with. But KD has a point. Like at the end of the day. It's KD's body. It's KD's career. KD decided to walk out there and hoop. I think, I think what KD did in that moment. I think he knew. I think him and him sorry, he knew something was not right with his body. But I think what sent him there to Golden State was his thoughts of how will people label me years from now. I also feel like he took that into account when stepping on the floor, where it's like if I do at least go out there. I think he knew his money was not going to get affected at all oh, in no. any shape or form. No. He knew that. He knew there's some team no. that's going to give me the max contract I want in the event I go out here and get hurt or not. But I think he knew with everybody hating me for coming here, and I'm one of these people, he knew in the event if I go out here, go down, getting hurt again, a lot of people will give me respect, and, I, and I'm one of those people. I hated on him those three years he was in Golden State, but when he went down after 13 minutes of being the best player in the world, mm-hmm. I gave him I gave him his respect for that. So I think he knew what both the like the oh, risk he and was reward. A, he, was a, yeah. he was in a he situation knew, he where he he couldn't really lose because I I personally believe after the finals were over, the report would have came out that KD tore his Achilles. I think that he played on a torn Achilles. I don't know how bad it was the first time. Obviously, it was good enough where you could walk. He dealt with the pain. Maybe it wasn't torn, but it was something that should have kept him out months. So, I don't know. I think personally, he just was in a situation where he really couldn't lose. But it really sucks from a, a human standpoint 
where somebody had to give up their body in order for us to look at them in a certain kind of way just because of the decision they made based off where they wanted to play and choose their careers at. Because I would hate to, to switch locations at my job, and the only way that people respect me and love me again is if I hurt myself somehow. Am I the only person that like really didn't like Kyrie's media day? What was there not to like? Yeah. Bro, he was still taking shots at Boston left and right. It was veiled shots, and he covered them really well. But he was taking veiled shots at Boston the whole time. He was. And then to say, you really, he essentially took shots at Golden State as well. Yeah. Like, yo, y'all shouldn't have let him play. Golden State wrong for what they did. They are wrong. What did they do? KD's doctor said he was okay. So if KD's doctor said the same thing our doctor said, what did they do? Kevin Durant made the choice. You just said it. He knew what he was doing. Nobody forced you to play. Just like you talking right now about Kyrie, I'm a grown man. You was a grown man then. You made the choice. Now I'm not. You chose to play. I will. I will say this. I say. I say Golden State is wrong for influencing a player to play when they know he has influencing an he a player to play in a three p at a chance at history. That's what they're wrong for. For putting their name in the he, history book, they knew book. his Achilles was torn. And then, if it, KD knew, he shouldn't have played. But that's I said, on you. I said, I said why KD did it, and I'm not even like I don't like the Warriors. It's like okay, you shouldn't have done that. But I'm not. I'm not throwing stones at the Warriors. I get. I get both sides. Both sides have things that they're trying to do. The Warriors, they want another ring. So they know if this seven-footer with a handle is on the floor, we have a great chance of getting it. So they're wrong for it, but I don't fault them. Kevin Durant, he knows if I play and get hurt, people are going to say I'm real. If I don't play at all, then I know we lose. And some people hate me because I don't try to play. Because I know I can't stand Chris Paul for not trying to at least halfway step on the floor when he just had a hammy. He would had Chris Paul had Chris Paul even if Chris got into these guys warm so up. So he had walked on the court, got blown by three times in a row. Yes, sir. And and said, "Yo, I can't do this. Cool, yes, you tried, but had dumb. Chris Paul had that even that was the biggest series of his life. Dumb. That's just dumb. Wait, so why is it dumb for Chris to do it, but not Kevin to do it? Uh, I would have been fine if Kevin Durant didn't play. If okay, he chose cool. Not to play, okay, I'd be okay, like, yeah. yo, that's your choice. If you Facts. feel like you can't go, that's on you. But you made the choice to play. Your doctor said it's okay. Their doctor said it's okay. But I just want to give about a chance at a three P. I want to give full like disclosure as to what the frame of mind of the general basketball public was at that time. Can anybody really tell me what Kevin Durant's injury list was of that first one when he wasn't? They playing? were not. They didn't. They say didn't it was come torn. out and say. They, they didn't say he it. had an ankle injury. That's literally the. Ex- they but they well, it was something. What we they, 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 they never said it was something that was, was really granted. obscure. Granted. So as as far as it, basketball fans go, and and it, he's a fan, I was wondering too. I always knew it was something harsher, so, but the regular person probably wouldn't. So we would need something true, to like stamp that. True. That's why people would have looked at him crazy we, if he didn't play. We needed something to stamp it. The issue, and and I don't think that's the problem that Brian has with the situation. The situation is, all right. The Warriors have every right. To say that, quote unquote, if they are looking for their best interest. But Kevin Durant's doctor, his own personal physician, said the same thing. That is the problem. I'll say this. You, you cannot fault the Warriors for coming to the same conclusion. The same conclusion as the personal physician. And if, if you're talking about influencing, 
I would hope most if players and teams knew. in that situation would influence a player to play in a three-peat. I guarantee you, if Kyrie gets to the playoffs this year and they got a legitimate shot at championship, let's say somehow he wheels them to the Eastern Conference Finals and Kevin Durant starts looking real good in practice, I guarantee you Kyrie going to start going, hey, bro, we got a chance at this. Like, hey, bro, we, we, we might be able to pull this off. You think you can go? You want to try tomorrow? I, I guarantee you. I, it's I, easy I, to say that right now when there's no stakes. When there's nothing on the line, it's easy to say, yeah, bro, take all the time you need. But when the pressure mounts and it looks like we can really do something amazing and fantastic and legendary, hey, bro, you sure you don't want to try that? I'll say this, what what we should do definitely after this pod, and I encourage all the listeners of this pod to do, is look into whatever the relationship is of Kevin Durant and his current doctor because I ain't going to cap. I love the show Snowfall. (laughs) <laughs> right, wow. right, and there's a scene. There's a scene in there where basically the main character killed a cop that had been watching like him put crack cocaine into the streets. Mm-hmm. That Spoiler cop, alert. that cop, that cop Spoiler who alert. died, his boy basically made a crazy deal, which I never thought was going to happen. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there's a crazy deal made. What I'm saying to that is, with all the money going into the Warriors with that three-peat on the line, I would not be shocked if somebody from the Warriors went to Kevin Durant's doctor and said, yo, like, how much do we need? That is the biggest conspiracy theory ever. <laughs> no, 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 Ever. Hey, let, me, let me finish, let me finish, let me no, finish. No, I already know where you're going. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You're go the ahead, guy, go ahead, go you're ahead. the you guy that's got, got You got it, go ahead. B. Go ahead, go ahead. Go I go cannot ahead. ever say go anything ahead. on this pod go that ahead. is quote-unquote outlandish. Go when ahead. you said an hour ago that, that, that Draymond is... A couple workouts away from being buried. I never said that, but okay. <laughs> you did. Never said that. You did. Never said that. You did. So <laughs> never said I can never say anything too outlandish on never this said that. You said, you said if Draymond never just said worked that. out with... Never said with, that. Never said he just said got that. in the gym a few more times, never he'd be buried. Now you're, now you said that. You said now that. you're engaging in hyperbole. But okay, go ahead. Do you you basically said that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. At this high of a level, like, people are making... Money to the point where their great great grandchildren will not have to work. I would not just be surprised because, mind you, we're talking about the team I expect to win this year. Kawhi Leonard, two years ago when he was with the Spurs, the Spurs misdiagnosed him. True. Those guys, those doctors, have went to so much school to a certain extent. I don't think they're misdiagnosing anything. I think they're telling. Ho, ho! I don't. I think some of these dogs. I think in some instances, yes, there's a misdiagnosis. But watch Andre Iguodala. Shortly after the Warriors were like, "We're not bringing you back." He had talked about how he, he had staff, he yeah. had went on the Breakfast Club and said like, "I had injury A. I felt as if I really, really, truly had that, and I knew I had that." The Warriors was just telling me it was just some like like a foot injury or something like that. Granted, I I I get that. That happens all through sports. So what I'm saying is, in terms of in terms of that, but to say the Warriors paid off KD's doctor, yo, we we got is, a whole president that paid off an election. That's what <laughs> act like okay, that can't happen. He didn't pay off the election. Well, we know what happened. You think yes. <laughs> there's votes in Michigan that have still not been counted for today? Anyway, 
No, 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 no. You're no, you can't no, 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 that is that's not. A, no, that's a fair not, point. That is not, not the most far-fetched thing. When money we're makes. Not a, we're not a positive. I would say no, but in comparison. Hey, we're more than basketball. I'm more than an athlete. This is not shut up and dribble. This is not a shut up and dribble. We going to talk here. if it is, I'll leave. What I'm just saying is it would not shock me. I don't know who could have done what, but when there's that much money involved, there are things that go on that us regular people could not even imagine, but I would not be shocked if they knew we need everybody in, especially if you know Kevin Durant is an influence type of guy. I would not be shocked if Bob Myers paid somebody. If you can get Kevin, if you can encourage Kevin to play and we win this, Lord knows how much money that person would have got the, on the back so here's end. The, here, here's, here's, you got it. All right. You are comparing 45 to Bob Myers and Joe Lacob, who has been widely accepted as some of the best player owners in the league, in, in any sport. That is, and to think, this if this was to come out, if KD, and, his, and here's the thing, this is not easy to hide. Like you, this is not easy to hide for the for the for the Everybody, doctor. This every, is not easy to hide. So if KD was to find out about this, if the team, if in the league was to find out about this, they lost. All everything. of them are at risk. Not even at risk. They're selling the team. They're, They're gonna be forced to sell. That's the biggest risk you could ever take in a sports. Don't you think? Don't you think? Okay, right. So you're saying. They're doing something so illegal that if it was found out, a lot of people would get in trouble, correct? Yes. Correct? You're saying that, right? Oh, my God. He's, he's still trying to get <laughs> This is beautiful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't you think if we scale it back to the level of college basketball and recruiting, don't you think a lot of those coaches, don't you think somebody told Rick Patino, yo, but the point, strippers here's the on these official the visits, the all the money being given, the don't difference. you think, Rick, if we get caught, don't here's you think we difference. might get in trouble? Here's the difference. College coaches? No, if you don't do it, you're losing your job. They're not going to lose their job if Rick, they don't pay off KD's doc. You know what's going to happen? What exactly happened? They lost the finals, and guess what? They're still going into a new arena, making billions of dollars. You still got a chance of winning another finals if Clay Thompson comes back. But, but it's, there was, it's all risk and no reward. It is It is a free agency year. The, the parameters all, all, for, all for one finals. The Warriors with the war exactly. This isn't this isn't for the most this isn't for the most powerful is, man in the, on the earth. This isn't like this is for one NBA finals. To, to, to say that it's, real quick, it's not for one NBA finals. It is to complete a three P. That's a little bit. I give heavy. you that. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, 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 hey, I'm not saying the here. magnitude. I'm not sitting here saying I'm agreeing <laughs> to complete with elite. Some wild stuff does happen. I agree with that I, part. I'm not I'm saying, not saying that this doesn't happen. All I was just real quick saying it wasn't okay. for. Because that, that kind of made it slanted. Like, no, 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 no. So, like, it was so even that's the case, go, go, go it was just a three-piece. I could even agree that they influenced their own doctors. It, like, it wouldn't be far-fetched for me to believe they influenced their own doctors. But to think they could actually pay off Kevin Durant's I wouldn't be surprised if like it happened. a whole different... I wouldn't put money that it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised everybody, if it's not too Everybody, in, just, li oh, everybody in life has... Don't you... No, that's not true. Whoa, I, saw, I don't, don't even know what he said. I don't. If he says, if he says everybody in life has a price, I'm walking I out. I don't agree a with lot that. Of things, I'm sorry. A lot of a lot of things in life. I got a price. A lot of <laughs> things in life have a price. A lot of things in life have a, have a price. And like I said, that's a big for one. I, I heard everywhere. I saw Calvin Johnson 
one of the best guys we've ever seen in, in this century, yeah. catch a football, ever, said, ever. They, somebody asked him, they were like, how many concussions do you think you've you got? And then he said, at least, he's nine. like, I played nine years, at least bare minimum, one per year. The guy followed that question up with, how many times did you ever appear on the injury report the following Sunday for concussion protocol? He said, never. So just think about that. He knows he got a concussion. The Lions have never been a Super Bowl contending team. This is team. a great point. The Lions' only quality player we have seen in the 20th, in the 21st century is Calvin Johnson. So the Lions are telling him every day, every Sunday, we have no shot of even halfway. Could be. The Lions don't have a shot with Calvin Johnson. <laughs> they didn't have a shot they with him. They got half a shot with him. They had half, zero we had, shot we with had, him. They had SH. <laughs> with Calvin. We playing horse now. So that's facts. If they're saying, yo, we know you have an injury. Think about this. As far to say we have an injury that we know that could potentially affect your life when you are done with our organization. But we still need you on this field. So you're telling you're me, you're telling you're me comparing the NFL to the NBA, which have always had You said two, what? You said you're what? You're comparing the NFL to the NBA, which have always had two totally different You know the one thing that's in common? Million dollar athletes, million dollar owners. Billion dollar owners. Billion dollar. Right. Billion, right. Billion, right. Billion, billion dollar. Billion dollar. Billion dollar. Billion dollar industry. Look, look. I no, get, that's a great. That's so, a great. So, no, 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 no. Let's not say it's so far fetched that somebody from Golden State cannot talk, cannot send an anonymous. I'm not saying they that. know people that we don't know. So let's not say it is so far fetched that somebody could, from the Warriors. Could they do it? Could they? Yes. My point is, what is the upside in that? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is my, my from what I see. None. No, no, no. The upside is, in the event you win, you get A, a three-peat. B, you get a chance at least to encourage Kevin to He's stay. They all knew he wasn't staying But already. the thing is, That's you still have to have a shot. You, like the Golden State, they still wanted to at least have a over. chance. They knew it. Everybody knew it. He if knew they it. knew it was over, they would have never tried to have him play. No, that's not no, true. no, 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 no. That's that's not it. That's not, true. That's not it. Because it's not. All right. So, <laughs> so I guess the thing that you're missing is they're in the moment. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr do not know the status or didn't know the proper status of his injury. We all looked at it. Granted, we all but looked at the tape. Was was we all looked problem. at the tape. We all knew he was his. We all looked at the and tape. We all knew it was torn. Those four guys that are in the we league all, know. We all looked at the tape. We saw it. That looks like an Achilles. Granted, we all said it. He went to the doctors right after. Legit, right after. Went to the Warriors team. It's not a torn Achilles. Went to his personal physician. It's not but a you torn know Achilles. The, the and, biggest issue and, about that is, just real quick, if it's not a torn Achilles, what the hell didn't they say what it was? They didn't. It was never. I'm really falling for thing, the media right now. They really falling. No, 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 no. No, no. Did you think did, when you saw that play? What did you think? Everybody he, else. He should thought, not be playing. Every, That's what I thought. Okay, okay. He should not that, be playing. But everybody else we've seen ever hoop have some type of injury where they everybody fall, and their mama where, where they fall out where they fall out like that especially on a non-contact yeah. Kevin Durant I want to say that initial play against Houston it was, it was some type of pull up jump yes. where yes. nobody touched that him. jump buckle it, it, any other knew. time a player does that torn Achilles so why in that instance Steve Kerr has won multiple championships in the league Stephen Curry Draymond Clay they all know what a torn Achilles looks like here, here Here's where we go back to 
Kevin Durant's comments. He in, was diagnosed with a strained right calf. Did we? And did I diagnosis. not just pull up? I'll, I'll, I'll play it myself when Andre Iguodala said they told him a false injury. The Spurs did the same thing to Kawhi. Here we go. Detroit did it to Calvin. Let's not act like all these injuries Here. are true that they put in the report. Listen. Ooh. Listen. They didn't diagnose Listen. Give me the diagnosis. Listen. That's a diagnosis. That's, that's if I put in a report, Listen. I diagnose him as this. Lee, Lee. We're going we gonna to finish on this. We're going to finish on this because we're just going to talk in circles forever. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Johnson is a grown man. Kevin Durant is a grown man. He may have knew this ain't right. And he still made the proper decision to get on the court. There is no person that's going to handcuff him to the court and handcuff him to the field. And I started, I started my whole I just All I want to say is, everybody in this room, we've got influence to do something that we weren't necessarily yeah. was the greatest affirmation of our hope. I did as a man. No. So, but, so but, you're telling me ever in your life, you've never made a decision that was you gave actually the detrimental pressure to yourself or Not your health. Somebody you else. Give it. Nah, that's... Brian, oh, my you, God. I, that's a lie right there. Not you and tell me that you didn't do something for somebody else, for somebody you love, for something in your life, and it actually was going to hurt you in the background, and you thought about, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Oh, yo, I don't, I don't even I, know what to say. That's a bold-faced lie, Brian. From everything I know Greg, from you, you've definitely sacrificed more to just say that, like, oh, I'm a grown Greg, man. Here, I'm not going to oh, do that, even if it's not the detriment. So, so, so We've all made some kind of sacrifices. That, yes, there's all been sacrifices. And, and, but what I'm saying is, it was still his choice. It is still his choice. That's, that's what I made from the it. beginning. And that's it. That's what that's I made from it. the beginning. I started and this one saying that Kyrie, uh, when he responded to K, uh, Kyrie, he said, I'm a grown man. That's what I started with this. I'm not necessarily saying I'm agree with um, uh, Malik completely. I don't see that's outside of the range of possibility, though. All I'm trying to say is, at a certain point in time, perhaps he was influenced in a way to step on that court. I'm not and saying, you can say, I'm not hey, saying he's he a grown man, it's his, still his decision. I'm not saying and he I'm going to say we've all been influenced to do something yes. when we were grown men and it was still our decision to make. That's it. My and that's, that's what that's he, it. but he came up and he said, I'm a grown man. That's it. And that's all I'm saying. Yes, we're all influenced on a day-to-day basis on Absolutely. what to do or not to do. And that's not, that's and nothing the the day, That's a part decision. of life. At and the end, end is our decision. And if, Kevin, if all of them looked at this injury and said, that looks, that don't look good, and he felt it and said, this ain't good, and he still walked on the court, who are we going to blame? Are we going to blame Golden State and his doctors or, or, or his own personal physician? Or are we going to blame Kevin Durant for making that decision? And granted, I'm one of those people, I'm glad he did it low-key. Because I saw him play, and I'm like, yo, he's the best player on the court. I told you Kawhi can't hold a hat to this man, and, I, and that's how I felt he's, in that he's moment. He's the best player in the world. That's how I felt right then and there. And granted, he got hurt, and, and I wish I him meant. a speedy it, recovery. It sucked that it took an injury for people to humanize him again. That's why I started this whole conversation with. So, looking into that, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree in terms. I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie was being honest with all his comments. I really do. I, think I really everybody think everybody was. I think Brian I, doesn't everybody agree was with telling that. their own no, truth. I agree he was being honest. I just didn't like it. Like everybody was telling their own sh- truth. You still taking shots at Boston. You trying to take shots at Golden State. Like it was funny the whole Kevin Durant situation when you talk about Kevin Durant. I'm gonna protect him. That was then Kevin Durant has to come back and clean up behind you. I'm a grown man. I kind of feel like that's already like a dissension thing. Like, hey, dude, I don't need you. You six years younger than five years younger than me. Whatever. I don't need you to protect me. I'm hey, a grown hey, man. Hey. But bro. doesn't KD need a friend? He does need. And a don't friend. our friends protect each other? Because <laughs> Greg has protected me. Lee has protected me. Manny has protected me. Hey. Keith has protected me. 
I've been on the court with Brian. I'm pretty sure he had my back on the backdoor court before and spoke to me. Always. We all protected each other somehow. So KD needs a friend. But you can't tell me, like, you're not going to tell me what to do is my point. No, like, I feel like that's what he got into it with. Oh, Russell. it was like, okay. I, I, started, I, didn't think he, I didn't take it as him telling KD what to do. I took it as, like. But I feel, but I feel like that's kind of how KD is going to take yeah, it. Yeah, KD might have took it that way. Oh, I, that's say, my point. I say this, KD, and I started my whole point off before. Mind you, this part is lit because not only today <laughs> showed, not only do we have great content. We have conspiracies as well. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently we, we have, have conspiracies. Con- and and I, no, no, not just conspiracy. Plausible. We conspiracies. have great ones. I don't know if those are plausible. And, and I started plausible. my whole point. I started my whole point with the Warriors only did this because they knew they were dealing with an impressionable human being. Kevin Durant, part of the reason he joined. But we just Go- said they did it with Andre Iguodala, so that's not true either. What do you mean? You just talked about how they tried to get Andre Iguodala to play hurt. Andre Goddard does not give me the impression that he's impressionable. No, at but all. the thing is, no, it's it's different. It sounds like that's just no, no, no. What sports. I was just what I was just trying to say. Yes, it is a high level sports thing to have these guys play through injuries. It is a high level thing. Now, to the extent of whatever their injuries, there are certain injuries you should not play for. I'm a Redskins fan. I remember we brought RG three back too early. Absolutely, I remember that. So this, when you get to that point, honestly, once you get to High major football, basketball, high major sports. You're at a certain point in time, you could very well be told, we need you on this field regardless of this injury. It could come in a few ways. It could come in a way of straight up telling you, you got this injury. We got this bowl game coming up. We need you. It could come in the standpoint of how they told Andre Iguodala. You have this, this is, Andre probably knows this is my real injury, but a team could just straight up tell you in your face. Nah, you actually got this. You and your mind are knowing the whole time. Nah, this ain't right. Kawhi's instance, the Spurs, like I said, they it is all chalked up to misdiagnosis. I feel as if those doctors have went to so much school. They have seen so many bodies. I don't they think can they're still make mistakes. They're human. And, and that's, but I don't. And that's I don't. It. I think like that's, people it's, it's have been misdiagnosed with like real. Like, and these are uh, normal people. It, and, and it's like, hard for me to believe that about X-Men. San Antonio when we're they've been like the pinnacle of, the... of taking care of players in their health. But they are, but they are one of the organi- organizations we have labeled as doing it the right way. I, it could be a chance. It, there's a chance where there's misdiagnosis. Well, mis- hey, if there's diagnosis. a chance, there's this million dollar conspiracy. There can be a chance that they misdiagnosed. And I'm just saying the chance, the, the whatever the chance, it it as far as percentages, we're not exactly sure. It could be they misdiagnosed them. I'm not shocked. Because that 2017 year, that or I think it was coming off that 2017 year, mm-hmm. going into the next year, the Spurs are thinking, yo, we were just beating the Warriors by almost 25 in Oracle. Mm-hmm. If we have this guy on the floor, I think they, we can do it. Like they were still talking I think we can do it the following year. So let's tell this guy, Kawhi Leonard, whatever it is we need to tell him so we can put him on a different recovery plan that probably gets him back on the floor earlier if we tell him the true injury and abide by what is that recovery plan. Let's not act like there's so much money on the line right now. The, prob- the problem with that is if you really look back at that San Antonio year, they gave him a ton of time. Like, they literally didn't let him start the season. They didn't. Didn't pressure him to come back to like 30, 40 games into the season. It was like, hey, man. And well, then it was like, eventually it was like, okay, we're in the midst of a playoff run. Like, pressure, and going back to what I said, pressure is mounting. And it's like, hey, we can't find nothing wrong with you. 
We tried. We gave you time to figure it at out yourself. At that point in time, though, at that point, well, you're just looking at it just from the Spurs. At that point in time, and honestly, that type of mindset is really why Kawhi wanted to leave even more. Because the Spurs were trying to overlook the fact, they were trying to look Kawhi in the face and overlook the fact that, yo, we misdiagnosed you. There was so much money on the line. Kawhi was not trying to end up like Isaiah Thomas from the standpoint of, I'm a play hurt for this team in the playoffs. Let's all be honest. The Spurs were not going to win a championship. The Spurs like- were not going to win a championship that year. So what he did not want was his bag that was coming now that the Clippers just gave him four years. So Kawhi only plays when he knows. So Kawhi only plays when he knows he can win. Is what you're telling it's me. It's not that. No, I he mean, didn't want to. I'm, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm just Kawhi messing with you. Relax. I'm just Kawhi was not trying to end up because <laughs> it. It a five nine undersized point guard was looking two hundred m's in the face. He was Which would have been few, the worst 200 M somebody could have said. Okay, yeah. But it would have been his M. But it would have been seen, his. I, I wouldn't have been mad at him. He, he earned seen, his money. Go get it. But that would have been a horrible 200 bad million contract. contract. I'm a Wizards fan. We gave, at a time, we gave Gilbert Arenas five years, 111 mil, and didn't get anything worth that. That's for a whole different reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole different reason. At, the, at that point in time, he had earned it. But I'm saying, IT was looking 200 mil in the face. Facts. His sister died. He knew his hip was bad. I'm going to give Danny Ainge all I got. We're not going to beat LeBron nine times out of ten, but I'm going to still do it. And he can't get – he had to beg for – He's never making that up. He had to beg for veteran minimums from Denver. L.A. didn't keep him when they were in a lottery team, when they were a lottery team. Kawhi – and I don't blame any other person in the league after IT trying to make sure they do whatever it is they got to do to make sure they don't end up like that. Because if a team gives you a physical and sees one nick on your body, then that's messing with your bread. Because right not now, necessarily Kawhi, true. Huh? That's not necessarily true. What are you talking about? Kevin Durant just got a full maximum of four kills. When, when it comes to players of that stature, we all understand. Kawhi that. was getting his money either way. Yeah, but some people are going to know. Not Kawhi at that time was getting his money either way. Not, what? That, he was two years A removed. finals MVP. He was two years Just had the best season it. of his career. He was two years from moving. B, from getting you that money. hate on Kawhi right now, and he got two rings. So Kawhi. Somebody would have gave Kawhi the max Kawhi at my point. He would have got the max from somebody. Kawhi, but at the end of the day, what, three-time defensive player of the year? B, you hate on Kawhi on this pod. You do. I don't hate on Kawhi. You do hate on this man. I ask realistic questions. You just talked about on multiple pods how the Raptors and Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol and all these other guys were really... a really good team. Huh? All I said was that was a really good team It is a good team that he That's not hating on Kawhi. It's acknowledging he had a really good team. Sometimes you don't give Kawhi Leonard the individual credit he deserves. What's that? I say he's a great scorer. He's a top three player in the league. What else do you want? Do you want me to crown him the GOAT right now? Is that what you want? I'm not saying that. You want me to just say he's the GOAT right now? I'm not going to do that. He hasn't earned that yet. There's even times, I'm saying there's times you have slided him. Well, I say and he's so, always played so, with at least three All-Stars. I'm sorry. That's he didn't play with true. three All-Stars last year. He played with... So, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, and Pascal Siakam aren't three All-Stars. Pascal's not been an All-Star game. He's going to be one this year, so he, is he not an All-Star? No, he has not been. So, that's okay. beside the point. That's beside the point. I'm just <laughs> going back to Kawhi Leonard's mind. He just, everybody in the league witnessed IT. And IT is one of those guys in the league that are loved, I feel like, across, across players. We love five nine guys. So, he didn't want to go like him. And the thing is, more likely than not, somebody probably was going to give him this max. But why give a team a reason if you know you're not healthy? Why give a team a reason when there's that much M's on the line? He right now, I believe, tomorrow we had talked about the other day, it's like four years, 140 mil he got signed for. God forbid he had played for the Spurs too early 
got re-injured. There's some, there's X amount of teams out there that are like, uh, that finals MVP you got, bronze team was hurt. You're playing under a great system. Because let's not act like everybody before this past Toronto year started to call Kawhi a system player. I heard Gilbert Arenas on his pod call Kawhi a system player. I heard that. So, so think about what Kawhi is thinking. He's been hooping. Nobody talks about it. 2017, he was a top three MVP candidate. Which is why he would have got the max either way. But the thing is, <laughs> even in that sense, no. Somebody probably, the Spurs, more likely than not, probably would have given him the max. But the mindset that he was in in that moment, he knew he did not want to retire a spur. He knew it. He but, knew he wanted to go elsewhere. He just wanted to make sure he was healthy so that all 30 teams could have no reason to give him any less than the max amount of dollars. So what I was just going back to is some of these teams will tell us these guys certain things because for the team's interest, their best interest is to have that stud on the floor. But for that stud, they're all trying to get the most amount of money they can because you're not, you don't know how long you're going to be in the league. You don't. So get as much while you're there. So I guess this is my problem. And I guess, we're going to leave it. I guess we'll try to leave it here. We all, like I said, we all play sports at a pretty high level for the most part. Like I said, some of us play college, some of us play high level high school, whatever the case may be. There always comes a point where, yeah, you are banged we up. Didn't get, we, we, were, we played at levels, we but we play. didn't touch. We okay. were not in situations. None point. of these guys were talking I'm about not, I'm not saying that. Listen, just listen to what I'm saying. That's just a disclaimer. Just, just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> we, none of us ever even claim close to playing pro. Uh, Fact. So, but there always comes a point in sports where as an athlete, Yes, you recognize you probably are not at 100%. But your team is playing for something. Granted, we weren't playing for millions of dollars. Fact. But at some point, you always say, hey, what's best for my team is that I give everything I have right now. And granted, in the NBA, yes, you may be sacrificing millions of dollars. You may be sacrificing parts of your career. But like at some point, like everybody's seen the movie Miracle, right? Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite parts in the movie is when it's like the first Olympic game and Brett injures his knee. And coach goes to the doctor and what does he say? He says, yo, his knee is hurt. Can he hurt it any worse? That's what the doctor, and the doctor's like, no, but it's going to be super painful. And what does he go do? He yells in the player's face. He goes off and the player goes back out there. He guts it out in pain, hurt. And truth be told, if the doctor was being 100% honest, he probably could have hurt the knee worse. But he went out there and he got it out. Because guess what? You're playing for something that's bigger than you. I can tell you this right now. I'm going to cut you off right there. When it comes to stuff like this, I'll be the first person to say it. I understand this is a team sport. I understand you don't want to let nobody down. Blah, 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 blah. If I'm on a team and this is my career and this is my job and this is my business, but what nobody I'm, on that court, on that nah, field, dog. nothing so is what yeah, than that me, was, that was such but a what is the ending that I'm not going for. That I'm not going for. What are you playing for? Hey, I hey. want the chip. Hey. I want, I want that. For a chip, that's, that's bogus. Look, and that's, look. No, no, that's all. That's all. If all you are is about the money, you're not a champion. All right, cool, you're so, not a champion. So, right, that's cool, all you care cool, about. You're cool, not a champion. Cool. So if Calvin Johnson decided not to still play for the Lions, if all you care about is the bread. You're not a champion. And he passed. You're not a champion. All these people that we all seen have to suffer injuries who passed early because they chose their team over themselves. That's BS, man. That's selfish, and that's something that teams or organizations are gonna spit to you to get you to play in scenarios that you shouldn't be playing in. 
Put yourself first. Put your put yourself first, man. Like, nah, B. I I get what you're saying. I in this free setting, in this free setting, mind you. Like I said, none of us have played in that level where all the guys we're talking about right now. Yes, if it is an open gym, if it's our high school teams where. For the most of us, I'm more likely to sit out in the open gym than I exactly. am to sit out. Exactly. Okay, even finals. if it's our high school teams, where all of us, I'd be more guys. likely to sit out my high school playoffs than the NBA I championship. Don't, I don't blame you. I I got it, and that's why the guys that do that, those type of things, where they play through those type of injuries, that's we why. Love them and we that's them that's so why they those, those are your legends. That's why they are. But for the people who don't, I'm not going to look at them any differently. I'm not going to hate on a man because he if wants a, a couple extra M's. Says, Bro, I can't. No, no, I can't, no, 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 no. I can't it's not, somebody else. Because if you were in that spot, Brian, and you, if you were in, Brian, you're I'm playing. Hands you, down, I'm you, playing. You very well are. But I guarantee you, though, you still, at the end of the day, you cannot snap yourself. You cannot snap yourself into Kevin Durant and the Kawhi Leonard's minds, which at the end of the day, you will do a lot of things different in your life if you knew that many M's were on the line. Even no. if it's, even if it's not that Money, moment. No, I really would. I'm so serious. So the Spurs misdiagnose you, just straight up tell you something that is hurt. Once again, that's that, what Kawhi says he was misdiagnosed. The Spurs have always stood by what we said is what we said. They're not gonna come out and say ah, but it's up. but it's amazing they're not how come out and say our but, doctors but, were but wrong. But they're not gonna but say here's that. My point. It's amazing how Kawhi's diagnosis is what got him out of San Antonio, which is what he wanted all along. It's his it's his narrative versus theirs. His narrative is I don't want to be here no more. Tell everybody they misdiagnosed me. It makes the Spurs look bad. Forces them to trade me. Now I get to leave, and eventually I get to LA like I always wanted. It's amazing how that's his narrative. But San Antonio's like, hey man, we did everything we could by you. You just want it out of here. They That's never, what you want. No, when the misdiagnosis the misdiagnosis came out, the Spurs, no, the Spurs actually owned up to that misdiagnosis. They were like, yes, there was a misdiagnosis. However, after that, we tried to do everything in our power to get Kawhi back. Okay. But they never, they acknowledged we did make a mistake. But that's my point. Everybody makes mistakes. So for Bro, you to hold that so against, for Kawhi to hold that against San Antonio like that, I'm sorry. You're talking about an organization that has been the pinnacle of player health, has done everything right by essentially every star and legend that has walked in that building. For you to hold that against them shows, it was really just you didn't want to be there anymore. And granted, if that's what you wanted, fair. You wanted to get out of San Antonio. You wanted to go to get to L.A. That's on you. But to act like it's only because of this misdiagnosis is not fair. You were misdiagnosed. Mistakes happened. They owned up to it. They did everything right by you after that. Dude, you just didn't want to be there no more. It's that simple. There's other things that, like I said, that also went into that. Mind you, Kawhi didn't like how guys like Tony Parker. Yeah, guys tried to hold him accountable. Yeah, Sorry. Were, it's not even so much. Yes, a part of it you could say hold him accountable, but it's things like Tony. Tamon had said it. How you react from one thing is not how the next person is going to react. That's to fair, but. And Tony was like, uh, I had the same injury. I came back early. Kawhi was like, yo, bro, like our bodies are different. If I don't feel 100%. Then I'm not. Going I think part to. of that was San Antonio recognized Kawhi didn't want to be there anymore, so they started to push enough. It's just, it's media, it's PR. Everybody starts trying to push their own narrative. So San Antonio started trying to push their narrative. Kawhi tried to push his. It's that simple. Look, I we getting off of this. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> we getting off of this. I everybody said what they needed to say. And yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we got a lot of sound bites. We really do. We, we really do. Real hard, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Facts. It's all good. It's all good. You gotta teach me how to edit. I'll help you edit the video. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I definitely think that it's okay to have two different spectrums and look at it. Brian's looking at it from more of a team aspect, man. You 
you hustle with these guys all summer long, yeah, it's, it's okay to go out there and risk it for your team, for the well-being of your team. That's what you want to do. At the end of the day, the whole thing comes down to making your own decision. Um, man, we got one last topic, but we two hours in. Sheesh. Oh, we um, going to edit. We, we going to edit. <laughs> I don't know how much we can edit. We just got to... Let's, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The last thing, we, we're still doing our season preview, so we're now at our top 10 power forward list. Um, we've done twos, threes, and our point guards. So now we're left with our power forwards. We talked about how there's some unicorns in the league. I don't think we had that big of an issue between the, the, the fours as much as we had between the twos and the threes. Yeah. Um, so who would like to start? Anybody but me. Anybody but TK. Anybody but me, no Any- Ah, all right, Brian. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Draymond Green. So one. So one. I got. So one. I got AD. Two. I got Blake Griffin. Yep. Um. At three, I'm gonna go. Man, that's a tough spot for me. Because the four is such a dead. It's not dead. It's just a lot of guys who. It's a lot of guys that either went down to a three or went up to being a five. At the three, I'm going to go for this season. I think Pascal is going to be the third best power forward. Um, so he's ahead of Draymond. Oh, I was just about to say it. <laughs> I was just trying so to say it. He's, he's going to be asked to do more than Draymond. So he's, better than, so. So is, so he's better than Draymond. He's a better scorer than Draymond. That's it. Okay, so if it's just one thing and Draymond does everything, everything better, better. Then, then why don't you have him ahead? Because I think Pascal's going to have a better season. He's going to get more opportunities, especially without Kawhi there. He's going to have a better season. Draymond is going to do what he's asked hey, to man, do. Brian, finish your list. Finish your list. Finish your list. Kawhi and the Clippers and Draymond. Like. Um, at, at four, I'm going Draymond. At five, I'm going I'm going Laurie Markkinen. I think he's going to have a big Ooh. year. Great pick. Um, Great pick. He's a stud. After that, I'm going to go John Collins. Respect, John Collins. I think him and Trey Young got great chemistry. I think he's going to have a good year. Ice trade again. Um, after that, I'm going – this is where it's really gets tough. We're in a sticky situation. I'm going to go – I'm going to go Marvin Bagley. Oh, Marvin Bag. Let me go change my list real quick. <laughs> after that – this is really interesting. Were you at eight? Yeah, I'm at eight. I feel like we should have just had a bigs, just because like the way the game flows now, it's like it's like combo six, guards. Six, seven, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Lamarcus at eight. Okay. Mm. At nine, I'm gonna go Chris Stapps. Mm-hmm. Barring health. Um, and then at ten, I'll go. That's a lot of guys over Chris Stapps. Hmm. Well, he's gotta, not coming back to mid-season, healthy. I think. I got to see him healthy. I think he's coming back at mid-season. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was starting from jump. Okay. I, th- oh, I, thought he was, I thought he was coming back from jump. That's yeah. what I heard. Sure. I, I think I've heard this, reports about him coming back mid-season. This so. past year, I think, was supposed to be his whole I can't even check. Sit out. Um, well, it, let's, if he starts the season, he's nine for me. If he doesn't, well, I'll move somebody up. But And at 10, I'm going to go Julius Randle. Oh, he was on my list too, but now he isn't. <laughs> Let me go. Let me go. Oh, you sure? Because my list is better than yours, too. But you can go ahead. I don't care about fours. They don't want you none. So, um, <laughs> this will go out of the whole number, position. Number, oh, number one four. Number one four is the guy who won't play anything but it. AD. <laughs> um, AD, a.k.a. I'm not a center. Yeah. Then we go and go number two, Blake. Ooh. 
Blake Griffin, a.k.a. 50 Ball. Then we're going to go at the three spot. I'm going to go Pascal, a.k.a. Better than Draymond. A.k.a. 29 mil. <laughs> um, then we'll go John Collins at four. Um, mm. Five. Mind you, like four? I said. Uh, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it. Actually, and, and the only reason I say that is because I think a guy like Chris Capps can healthy is above him. Right. I'm just like super duper big, lower extremity injury. Yeah. First it's time scary. coming back. It's just like, it's that's scary. that's the only thing. So that's why I'm going to say right after that, I'm going to slide him in there at five. Okay. Who? Chris Capps? Yeah. Right there at five. Wouldn't be shocked if he jumps several of these guys just because he was a unicorn. There's yeah, a reason that, why. Mark, reason, I can see him doing that on my list, too. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So we're at five now. It, this is kind of a iffy situation, but if this guy gets to the Western Conference, if he gets traded to the Western but Conference. But this is why we homies, because I know exactly who you're about yeah. to say. If he gets to the Western Conference, it's Kevin Love. I told you, dog. If he gets traded out of Cleveland and goes He's to. He's on my list. He's if he Love. goes to. He's got Kevin Love ahead of Draymond. He's on my list. If he goes oh, to. Boy. I don't know. The weird thing is sometimes. That's why I say the four is so weird, because sometimes I look at Draymond as like. When they go when they go with the when the Warriors have their best lineup, he's a center. Sometimes he plays three. Like I mean, but we, it, we it's, saw doing the threes. Why I had such a headache because it, yeah, like, it's yeah a lot it's of a, it's a positionless league. A it's lot, as positionless as it's ever been. It's like this: a lot of the skinny fours are threes now, mm-hmm. and a lot of the heavy fours are fives. Ha ha! You know, so yeah. that, that's why it's just so weird. Nah, that's a good point. That and I think I may have. Yeah, I think honestly, I was gonna put Draymond in my fives list just because, like, that's who he's guarding. A, a lot of a big basketball term. Because when big, they go through their death lineup, he plays the five, and they go through that death lineup a lot. So I understand. So that's what why you're I thinking. was like, I'm just gonna save Draymond for that. But um, so yeah, if he goes, if Kevin Love goes to the West, if he goes to a Portland, if he goes to a Utah, that's super deadly. Um, I think Bron took a lot of the powers out of him. Um, <laughs> fact. ironic. He space jam Kevin Love. Yeah. So we got five power forwards now. I'm gonna go Lori Markinen at six. I think he's gonna be here to stay for a long time. Um, at seven, just because I love this team, and I'm gonna just say, and I think if this guy is, I think just from a futuristic standpoint, I like Aaron Gordon at number seven, and they Respect. got him, they got him at the power forward. That's why I got him too. Respect. You got him at seven. I got him at seven. Yeah, and I think Orlando is a team. I, I just don't know what he is. It's oh, that's weird. ironic. I got like him at seven. The team around him is just so weird, too. It's, it's super True. Super weird. And Aaron, but we agreed that he's got like, He's going to play, he's gonna play more than four this season. And, and mind you, that's true. But the moment they want to go small ball, they're going to move. Everybody, like, moves up one position. When yeah, as soon as they put T. Ross on the court. Yeah, like, that's fair. I'm just. That's why I'm like, and he, he can kill. He's, go, he's, he's really good at the four. He's blowing past every four. I don't know if he's, he's really guarding good. every four, though. And he's improved every year. Like, he's added something to his game every year. Yeah. That's true. And he's, he's I like st- him a lot. Yeah. So, that's at seven. Um, Actually, that was eight for you. That was eight for me? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, nine. I'm going to go with 
Nine, I'm going to go with. I got to go with my guy that I think if this guy is a top 10 power forward, I know these guys will win a ring for sure. Montrez Harrell. Right, go if he's a top 10 power forward, without a doubt, because I have the best player in the league. He got to he got to be top ten doing what? Hey, look, Brian and Lee, y'all ain't arguing the no more. Yeah, 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 we don't got enough time. Nine, yeah, <laughs> nine Trez, nine Trez, and uh, I'll go because I think he's gonna help his team make noise in the East. I'll say ten. Actually, yeah, I'll go. I don't care. Demontis Sabonis. That's it. Demontis Sabonis. Sabonis. Wait, did you never name Draymond? He did it! Oh! <laughs> no, he, we have him at four. Oh, you, didn't, oh, you didn't have him at four. You have him at a four. Okay, 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 okay. It's so okay. Well, all the look, okay. look back at your list. Look back at your list. Would, if would you add? If was a four, where would, you, would he be? Yeah. Just, just for the record purposes. He'd be yeah. below Siakam. And but like, above, he'd be like right below Siakam. So you're four. saying like four? He'd be number four. Okay, okay, that. okay, okay. All right, that's just for, you know, okay. Brian's sake. Sanity. When he listened back at this, he's not cracking his phone on the floor. TK, you ready? Mine jankier than yours, so you might want to go. All right, bet. <clears throat> so, number one, Anthony Davis. Number two, Blake Griffin. Number three, Pascal. Number four, Draymond Green. Number five, Lamarcus Aldridge. Number six. So four? See, yeah, I LA's, a, LA's been a four, though. Yeah. LA's been a four. I yeah. know with the Spurs over these past couple of years, though. Like he like played four. Been, he played four. He didn't really want to play too much of the five. They'll take. I'm trying to think who do they even play. Uh, at off matchups. Five? Off matchups. I, I get what you're saying. Like when yeah. the Spurs at their peak, he's a five. When they were whooping up on the Warriors, he was a five. That's why I'm just like I, that game one. Whenever I say, whenever I'm who's on the court. Yeah, he was. He was, he was. the five because he was. I want, yeah, that's why. That's why I was like. So I, I see what you're saying. I've, I've always put him. I mean, he's always been classified as a four. On like everything, so I just like I mean he's a four. Um, we probably should have talked about and kind of discussed like who was a four and a five. Um, but yeah, he's five. Chris Stapps is six. Aaron Gordon is seven. Kevin Love is eight. John Collins is nine. And this between these two gets difficult. It's between Jaron Jackson and Marvin Bagley. At my I like the Jaron Jackson. Oh, Jaron Jackson. I like the Jaron really Jackson. Mix. Say it again, bro. Who's after Aaron Gordon. After Aaron Gordon uh, was Kevin Love, and that's that's based off the fact if he gets if traded he gets out of that situation. Bro, he can slide up too. Like I can feel him having a, even a better year. Man, you have no idea. Kevin Love has good basketball left in him. Oh, most definitely. Most if definitely. Anybody questions that? I slap him. So y'all better have my back. <laughs> if they question me and they like six eight two forty, like I'm gonna need like at least two of y'all. If Draymond giving you a problem, bro, I, I go to the trunk. Oh, we just beat him off the dribble. <laughs> so. Yeah, I said Kevin Love, eight, John Collins, nine. And like I said, it's a really a toss-up between Jaron Jackson and Marvin Bagley. Um, I like both of them. I think both of them can put up great numbers. Um, Memphis is not playing to win anything. Um, but Sacramento could be very, very successful when maybe 40, 42 games. Um, I don't think anything over that. But they could definitely win around 42 games. I don't know. It's tough. So you got Love, Bagley. Who? No, no, no. My fault. AG, Kevin Love. Then. I got Aaron Gordon, Kevin Love, John Collins. My fault. At nine. Okay. And then Jaron Jackson, Marvin Bagley feel like 10A and 10B. Hey, nah, ain't no 10A, 10B, bro. Stick with your guns. Ah, 
I got Jaron Jackson in front of me. I 10. love that pick. Got Jaren Jackson I love that pick. Yeah, I like Jaron. Jaren, Jaren's not on my list, Jaren but that's, that's something I can't knock. Jaren's going to, long term, Jaren's going to play in a lot of All-Star games. I, don't I feel like Marvin Bagley could do the same thing. Yeah, they are. They're both going to be good. I just think. <laughs> they switch off All-Star games. Yeah. Like, no, I feel like they could definitely, and it really comes down to, it comes down to their point guards and their help around them. If John Morant becomes John Morant and De'Aaron Fox keep being De'Aaron Fox and as like, yeah. yo, Man, we could see a lot of, there's going to be a lot of playoff Tim, series with them Tim too. Tim Duncan involved. and KG battled Exactly. They battled. And there was a time where we were actually trying to decide like who was better between them two. Oh, we found out. Nah. KG, a, KG's the most talented power forward. Tim, Tim Duncan's Tim better. the best power forward of all time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't even know. Like Tim Duncan had had bad. He had a like move. Yeah, like if you he swapped had, him, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I think I, Tim. I, Tim I, still like, beats. Tim is still better than KG because, like, I, a lot of those times, even when the Spurs was winning, look at some of KG's or not. Look at some of Tim's stat lines. Oh, Tim's amazing. And some of those big games. He's not He's not the greatest player at the fourth spot because he was just averaging 14 and four, like 10 his whole life. Nah, there's times where he's giving Amari Stoudemire, KG, like big time fours in his position at that time. All I said was. Work. No, 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 no. Y'all work. actually agree right now. Work. Y'all agreeing right now, Brian. Work. Are we? Yeah, yeah. I'm Trust saying Tim is, the Duncan, Tim Duncan is the best power forward of all yeah. time. Yeah, everybody's in agreement right now. Okay. You just don't want to yell at you. No, I, no, my... What were you Y'all saying? are saying he's the greatest power, and which I do agree, he's established himself as that. My point is simply, if you swap KG and Tim Duncan, you put KG on the Spurs and Tim Duncan in oh, Minnesota. I think, I think they still KG's yeah. probably becomes the best power forward of all time. Hey, look, if oh. you just swap him. If oh, I didn't know you were saying that. Yeah, he had said that earlier, him. but you know what I said That's earlier? I don't agree with that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Tamar said it best. Hey, look, man. Yeah. If if was the fifth, we'd all be drunk. That's facts. So let's get to the 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 go controversial ahead. top ten power forward list. Yeah, go for it. me a headache, but it's still the right one. It's better than y'all's. We got AD at the one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my guy. Blake at two, Mr. Fifty Ball. Mm-hmm. This is where things get spicy already. Because I'm banking on him not being with Cleveland. Kevin Love is at three. Whoa. And I'm gonna say this strictly off this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a real quick point. Kevin Love. His trajectory was Hall of Fame before he hooped with yeah, Bron. Before he played a second with Bron. We Hall were, we, of Fame, one of the greatest like power forwards ever. He's gonna be a Hall of Fame loser. I'm cool with that. We got a lot of Hall of Fame losers. Yeah. Shout out Chris Paul. No, God dang it, leave him alone, bro. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is, I, leave Chris alone. <laughs> Kevin Love ain't never made the playoffs without LeBron. It's team, bro. He was with the Mills. He was with the Timberwolves. And I just said you the wouldn't take him to the playoffs. I just said that the Timberwolves weren't about winning. I just said that. But anyway, I got Kevin Love uh, at the three spot. I got uh, Siakam at four. Draymond right behind him at five. Marvin Bagg at six. And then in conjunction with Leak and um, Greg, I got Aaron Gordon at seven. Chris Stapps, I got him at eight. The only reason he failed this far is because he's coming off the injury. Sometimes I be thinking Chris Stapps is a five. Like, Understandably, it's so it's understandable. He's seven three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a lot of people like we always mention. Like he's a unicorn. Kevin Durant seven one, and he's a guard seven initially, one, but I don't he know plays what all Kevin over it. position wise. He's, <laughs> he's Kevin, the best. Kevin Durant's a ball player. <laughs> he yeah. just goes out there. Kevin, you running the one today? I thought I was always the one. Nah. <laughs> 
After Chris Stiles, I got Lori Markinen. Okay. That's that's my guy. Um, and then at 10, I got John Collins. There's a lot of people who could have slid into that 10 spot. Like you mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. And I yeah. took a good long look at him and I was thinking like, yeah, but the Grizzlies got more work than the Hawks have mm-hmm. to do. So John will, might have a bigger coming out party than Jaron. He averaged 20 and 10 last year. I don't know how much of a bigger party you can have. Oh, man, they got some weapons. They just got to win more. A, a playoff appearance. Yeah. Because like, I don't yeah. got the Grizzlies. Like, John Collins could average the exact same number he averaged last year, but Atlanta just wins more. because But he could average, more. essentially, he could average less, and yeah. they win more. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So, John Collins' impact on his team is going to be crazy, so that's why I have the best list. So, what's what's next? Um, that's everybody. So, I think one of the, the two names that I heard that I thought were intriguing, Lori Markkinen. Um, he's but we one all of them. I love him. I, I love him. He wasn't on my list though. And I guess, like, what do I, I don't know? I think something has to be seen in terms of what that team does, and can he can he stay healthy too? Um, he had a few injuries, a few nicks as well. So I don't know. Do y'all really? Is this really one of those years that he comes out and everybody's looking at him like, you know, what, he's he's that guy? I mean, for everybody, we always speak about what's the best ability. Availability. availability. So if he's healthy, this is what we're projecting into the season. I mean, even even if and he's, I'm saying believe, even if he's healthy. Yeah. Like, do you really think this is one of those coming out yes, years from, we're looking from at? Everything it? that he has shown me on the court, yes. I mean, if anything, it. I had him at what eight nine. Yeah. If anything, I might have ranked him too low if he's healthy. Right. I mean, I think he's twenty and ten if he's healthy. I mean, he averaged eighteen and nine last year. Mm-hmm. That was still coming off injury. I mean, he can shoot the three. He can put it on the floor. He can score essentially from anywhere. I think the biggest stuff for him is going to be defense, but the sad part is nobody in Chicago really plays defense for real, so yeah. that's not really going to improve but so much. Um, but I think he's going to have a really good year. Like I said, as long as he stays healthy and stays on the court, I think he's good. I think he'll average 20 to 10. Okay. Well, I guess I'll rock with it. Um, I can't remember the – I like that everybody acknowledges Blake Griffin as the second power, the second best power forward in the league. Though. Mr. Yeah, yeah most of like, I've seen I've seen lists where he's like eight, nine, seven. Okay, and I've seen lists with Kobe Bryant's 14 and Steph Curry's 10. <laughs> so We've I, all I, seen some janky lists. I've seen Greg make a two-guard list. We've seen oh some wow, horrible stuff shot, in our time. Shot, shots. So, Greg, yeah, I ain't going to never let you forget that because that. Yeah. that was a janky list. It's all good. I'm cool with sure it. sure you don't want to, everybody gets one? No, 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 no. Because no, you're no, going to no. keep Russell Westbrook as your three. No, we live and die. We live and die by the I list, bro. Westbrook, honestly. We, we can't change our list because my list is right. <laughs> I said only if you want to. Live and die by the list. But if, if that's what I want to do, fine by me. We had time. If y'all decided to come in here with janky list, that includes me. That's your fault. Yeah, my my... I mean, my small portal list was something. Yeah, it was. Shout out Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Oh, my God. Um, We're going to get up out of here, y'all. We're going to have to. We're going to get up out of here. We, we've been here long enough. I feel like we overstayed our welcome. Absolutely. Um, get out of my crib. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Brian, where can we find you, homie? Man, you know, y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at only one Beachum. It's easy to find because I'm the only one out there. TK? Yo, you can find me at King Comments of Mine on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not conceited. My last name is King. Please stop asking me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and IG at Coach Leak. That's K-O-A-C-H-L-E-E-K. You can find me on Twitter at Greggy Chilling. You can find me on Instagram at One Greggy. You can find the pod on Instagram at Hoops Minor Pod. You can find us on Twitter at A Minor in Hoops. We appreciate everyone. Oh, who's- pause. 
Shout out Mix Man because we don't ever give him the social you media. You know shout what? Out. So shout out yeah, Keith. Ten episodes Keith, in, y'all get yo, the love, baby. Shout out Dunk Man. Shout yo, out Dunk, Dunk Man, Man Keith. Keith Twitter and on Instagram if I'm correct. Dunk Man Keith. D U N K M A N K E I T H. Dunk Man Keith. He's the goat behind the camera, behind the mic. That's our guy. Hey, don't follow me. <laughs> wow. Hey, we getting out of here. We appreciate everybody listening. Please be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Remember, eat, sleep, read the game. We love y'all. We out.